Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. Guys, I did it right. You did oh, it. I did I'm it right. So I never get it right. I am, of course, your co-host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith. What's up? And our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, guys. Hush. Stop talking. We have a guest. <laughs> We have a guest this That's week, all guys. you'll hear from me. Everyone, silence. <laughs> I'm about to be introduced. I'm trying to be quiet. Uh, uh, and that voice that you heard, of course, if you read the description, uh, which I don't know, I feel like we there's always this weird, like when you're introducing a guest on a podcast of like, here's this big deal, but it's like, I don't know anyone that hasn't like <laughs> read all about the podcast before they... Listen to it. I, in. I think it's yeah. to help your guests sort of feel like ah. Oh, that's true. Okay, it's for your, your co-hosts. Yeah. I'm sorry. Clap just, and hype you up a little yeah. bit. I just messed mm-hmm. it up. No, it's well, okay. Guys, Take two. <laughs> we have from New York an old friend of ours, oh. a podcaster, a playwright from Spoke Media, the Untitled Dad Project. Which, by the way, you have to check out. It's one of my favorite limited series podcasts of all time phenomenal our dear friend Janiel Kastner hey hi I didn't know you listened to UDP oh my god yeah I I feel like I either told you right when I listened to it or I thought I probably just thought about it but I listened (laughs) I like I waited till it was all over and then I binged it all ah that means so much to me so you know like a lot about my trauma and what the past seven years have been like for me since we saw each other last I do I do yeah (laughs) unfortunately in this parasocial world that we live in Oh, I love it. I, I, you hear people who talk about like people who are like very famous talk about how uncomfortable it is to have people walk up to you and know a lot about you. And I love it. It cuts to the chase so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me that there's a Dolly Parton quote that says, um, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I'm some people's shot of whiskey. Oof, so and I'm like, oh, to have made yeah. a project that is like so deeply about like a very specific kind of trauma. And the only people who like endured through it are like, my people <laughs> like mm. people who deep you, you can't keep listening unless you like love me or find a form of love for me as i like, go right. through this pit of grief mm. so anyone who comes up to me and tells me like oh i listened there's a likelihood that they're only telling me that because they like me and they know a they- lot about me and have like <laughs> yeah. an incredibly deep simpatico um it's like finding your soulmates it's like putting the weirdest uh dating profile out there and a bunch of yeah. people swiping right and you're like oh okay well then this is for sure good odds that's yeah. why podcasting is so great because it's like deeply vulnerable and connective. And also it's better whenever you get to actually talk to the person that you went through this major arc with. It's it's a little intimidating, honestly, mm. too, to have somebody on like yourself, Janielle, who is a prestige oh. podcaster. Like oh. we're these like goofy <laughs> conversation kind of podcasts. We like we mangle homies. facts all the time. Oh. We just yeah. oh, I heard about the fact we- mangling. <laughs> I love a good fact mango. I like f- one out of every four facts yeah. should be mango. We have you. You, yeah, you do like true. real podcasts. We do no. like <laughs> investigative journalists do real podcasting. I just yeah. like cried a lot in a booth <laughs> in front <laughs> of the I world. Yeah. Which... yeah, it didn't feel that way at the time. It didn't feel like I was doing it for the world until each episode released, and each episode was released. Um, anywhere from six months to three years since it mm. had been recorded. And so wow. I remember specifically there's one episode that um, is about daddy issues and it has a lot to do with church and growing up in church and purity culture and men yeah. and being a woman in those contexts, especially like a woman without a father. And I had gone through a really bad breakup and I mm. was crying so hard about Oof. it. 
And Ugh. people had the strongest reactions to me afterwards. And were like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I am. That was me. <laughs> that was me so long ago. Yeah. And then, in fact, I actually remember we recorded that whole passage about this like breakup and I was heartbroken. And then something had happened with our recording and oh. it hadn't recorded. <sighs> Oh no! And so we had to go back and I had to redo it. I had to like re-go through all of it. And that was the moment that was like, I think like the final stage of grief. They say like denial, whatever, 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 which is just. Re-recording is the the final step. After And in the re-recording, in the re-recording, I had this moment where I said, I am bored of hearing myself be sad about this. Wow. I no longer find anything interesting about this sadness and about the ways in which I feel wronged. I was like, I, it's, mm. I'm, I've, I'm boring myself as I'm being sad about this. And th- that was what did it for me. I was like a really healing moment. Wow. I, maybe that's what acceptance is, is just yeah. getting bored with something. But it worked, man. Maybe. Podcasting healed me. Sure. That's so great. That's, that's a beautiful story. So, guys, we're going to talk about Super Chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to left turn like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Beautifully done. No. Um, so, yeah, Janya, I want to know a little bit about your history with, with this kind of music. We, we won't get into Super Chick specifically just yet. But, you know, the whole idea of our podcast is essentially revisiting Christian music that we grew up on in the 90s and 2000s that most Christians just accepted it as good music because it's Christian. Everyone else sort of wrote it off because it's Christian. And then mm. we're trying to go back and see if that nostalgia on our part, like see if see if it's any good. <laughs> see if it holds so up. I'm really curious, like what your experience with uh, like youth group culture and, and Christian music in the 90s and 2000s was. Uh, OK, so youth group culture just like was my culture. Right. I grew up going to the church every I mean, it was Sunday morning church, Sunday evening, maybe like specialty prayer service, Monday night singles ministry and choir practice. Specifically non-denom, right? Yeah, non-denom. So we like spoke in <laughs> tongues, but there was like kind of like when I was really young, the like older school, like lady dancing in the aisle kind of like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. vibe. And then there was like a significant rebrand around like the millennium cooler carpet like specifically painted everything to look like a starbucks and like right. kind of politely asked the like they started doing lights to stop. on stage yeah lights. it was like <laughs> yes very specifically like how can we try to be more like fellowship right mm. um, who had to ask the lady church. to stop dancing that's my question. i don't know Whose job but was that? <laughs> that must have been devastating <laughs> hey. she was like she she didn't stop like calling out call and responsing so i was like she stayed true to like yeah. what was most important. she said her Good. she said her Good boundaries her. <laughs> yeah 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 it was like every night of the week we were we were there church culture was my whole culture it was just me and my mom so it was like these were this is our whole community um mm. so it's baked into me and christian music was like a was it I would say a huge part of that just in the way that it was like the water I was swimming in. Yep. Like right. I, I didn't realize until recently, actually I was um, helping my mom when she was sick. I was over at her place and I was in the bathroom setting something up and in her bedroom, she was listening to church on via zoom, which is the thing mm-hmm. that they all do now. Mm-hmm. And it was her new mega church that she loves and the pastor, the way he was talking, the rhythm, the way he was talking with the rhythm, the way music came in when it came in, I just had this, moment where I realized, oh, this is this is why I'm a writer. This is why I'm a podcaster. Like the wow. rhythm, rhetorical rhythm mm. of like, ask not what A can do for B, but maybe instead B should do for A. And you're like, whoa. And it's just chiasmus. It's just, you just reverse the words, but it feels, it gives you chills because of the way the 
the rhythm and the rhetorical structure and the music, the way it all flows together. I'm like, well, of course, when I like someone hands me audio, I can figure out how to edit it to make it like really good rhythmic storytelling. And I know exactly when the music should come in. Like, mm-hmm. Of course I do. It's it's in my bones every every day of the week since I was an infant. So yeah, so it's just been soaked into me. And I wasn't like um, I didn't have any musical. I don't. I can't sing, which is a real problem because like I wanted to be in the ministry, <laughs> and it was like, well, you have to marry a guy who wants to be a pastor, and then right. you have to sing if you're the woman, and you can be like the worship pastor. I specifically remember a guy who uh, had said, you know, when I was like, oh, I want to be ministry, he was like, oh, can you sing? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh. And I was like, oh, can't be his oh, wife. That was like nope. a red flag for him. Ooh. Yeah, a real red flag on the flight. Well, uh, you always have children's ministry. If you can't sing, you, you have children's ministry. That's such that's, a good point, that's, a, that's the second pastor's wife. Role. Yeah, you're totally right. I, I can't believe I forgot that. I could have. <laughs> I should go back. You should. You <laughs> should. Redo should. my life. Yep. Just redo it all. Uh, redo it. Get in yeah, so. It was a lot of Christian music growing up just because that was like what was there, what I was interested in. It was like also what I liked and thought was cool. And then I wasn't like not allowed to listen to secular music unless it was like the one million moms had banded together. Like my thing about (laughs) I don't know if y'all's Christian parents were like this, but things are it's not that all things are bad. It's that they're bad if they have power. Like mm-hmm. no one would have cared yeah. about Harry Potter if it hadn't become like a global sensation, you know. Right, like, no one right, cared yeah. about The Simpsons until like it became really popular. Like, yeah. Satan's not using things that no one's influenced by. So like once <laughs> right, enough right. people are influenced by it, it's like Tamagotchis are fine until all of our kids want them, and then like yeah. maybe there's and that. Do, and then you can't play Pokemon. But yeah, you, you could play so Final was, Fantasy. Yeah. Exactly. If it was under the radar enough, it was like fine. But I remember begging for like the first Britney Spears mm. one, and that was fine. But then once it was like, oops, I did it again. It was like, oh, too much. Too You're not much. doing it again, again. Yeah, she's grown too big. <laughs> nope. Can't have that. But you can't have Stacey Arico. Stacey Arico. <laughs> yeah. Who else were you listening to? Uh, yeah. Oh. What artists, albums were big for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, Reliant K had a chokehold on me and my friends. Oh, of course. Which for is sure. like. And on all of us. Which is yeah. sort of like harming yourself if you're a woman. Like, I just, like, yeah. I just yeah. let them hurt me. Yeah. I just let them be like, well, I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not the right. girl that they're talking about. Right. Mm. We all know the girls that they're talking about. Yeah, and it wasn't mm. me, Kyla. Uh, I'm not like them. Yeah. I'm not like other girls. Can you show us your mood ring really quick just before we go further? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can know. <laughs> Got to see what color yeah. it is. Yeah. What I'm working with here. <laughs> and then there was a lot of like I loved I mean I love Switchfoot who didn't I was like loving mm-hmm. you two you know yeah right. it's just like yeah of they're course. the Christian they're the other Christian you two yeah deeply yeah <laughs> and the then, other Christian you two <laughs> and then when I got like into like more of my own music there was like a brief moment where I was like really into like what was still Christian rock but felt a little more alt like do you remember like FM Static I met a girl what? named Tara. <laughs> She um, in the heart of America. I loved that song. And then uh, an important part of being like a girl in a youth group is apparently universal. It's hanging out with a bunch of guys who are too old for you, mm. but are still hanging around a youth group. Yep. Um, and so I uh, very much so was influenced by like people who were like a pop culture generation above me, just like three or four gener- years above me. And so that was mm. when I got like really into Coldplay because I got them to like burn me CDs and they're all out uh, of yeah order and i don't there, actually understand which songs on which album because they're all smushed on burnt cds which is the best way to ex- to experience a band sometimes like because mm. because it trims the fat yeah it's like <laughs> these are the ones you need to listen to you don't need to worry about the rest of it but i was gonna say coldplay is definitely the gateway band into the yep. secular yeah. rock world for sure for sure <laughs> they're a gateway man watch out for them 
Yeah. Ugh, like that worship careful. sound, but yeah. with a little bit more, yeah. But like, who are they worshiping, you know? Yeah. Well, that brings us to the record that you picked today, right? Yeah. Danielle, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you have for us to listen to? Uh, um, Super Chick. Isn't Ooh. it? Wait, what album are we doing? Is it is it called Super Chick or is it called One Girl Revolution? I thought we were doing re- Regeneration. Regeneration, Great. right? Wait, is One Girl Revolution on Regeneration? That's a good question. Uh, that Josh a, there's the like a remix, to. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because because regeneration right, right, right. is like a oh. remix album. So all the blood left my body. That, <laughs> okay, is, that song. That song. Like, we're gonna means research so on the fly. Right. Okay. <laughs> what I'm picturing is the one with the microphone. As long as it's remix, that's fine. In fact, I would rather like honor what Super Chick decided was their last word on these songs. Cool. You know. I'm yeah, super I think cozy. regeneration. As as... I I think I think we I think we made the right call with regeneration. Yeah, it'll be a little different format because it's a remix, but it'll be fun. So yeah. which album are we doing? <laughs> Uh, uh, we're doing Super Chicks remix album with all of their fantastic, fabulous greats, and it is called Heck Regeneration. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to hear about your experience with Super Chick. Before that, I do need to mention that listeners may not know, but our patrons will probably know on Patreon, our first concert episode has dropped. And TJ, what was your first concert, man? My first concert was the One Girl Army themselves, Super Chick. <laughs> no, TJ, really? Heck yeah. Truly, <gasps> truly. I think One they Girl came... Army is Five Iron. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Dang it. It's okay. Well, it was still a good joke. My TJ, first concert. <laughs> my first concert was Super Chick, man. And uh, yeah, I was like in sixth grade. I think they just dropped their first album and they were doing like a, a little church tour. And it Wait, blew my, my mind. church did those tours too. Was it like all the did same they come circuit? To your church? Yeah, probably. No, God, they didn't. I would have lost my mind. Mm, yeah, it I mean, was... I don't think y'all's churches were probably super far away from each other, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, small town outside of Dallas, Texas. Uh, so, I was in the big yeah. city, Carrollton, Texas. Uh, See, that's that was probably did Carrollton the night before. You guys probably <laughs> saw them like within a day of each other. Honestly, oh, amazing. It was awesome. I was like, this is everything. I want to be you, especially with the megaphone and like the spiky blonde hair. That was the part that I most identified with. But did you really want to be them? Like when you looked at them, did you think like they are rock stars and I want to feel the way that they feel? In sixth grade, yes. Oh. 100%. What about now, yes. TJ? <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Only more so. <laughs> only more so yeah the urge has only grown that is so amazing to me because my experience being like a young woman was that like my interiority was like completely unmined by the media around me and so i was always looking at men and thinking like oh they're artists like oh look at their rich vivid inner life like oh look at the way that they like feel mm. deeply the way i feel deeply and like i was always listening to music by men especially mm-hmm. in the ccm world who were having these big thoughts and feelings and then like there were girls who were having thoughts you know yeah. Usually about like purity and like right. the kind of woman you're supposed to be, but like the really mining yourself for introspection and like wasn't so much the thing. And so the idea that like you saw this like girl band and was like, that's how I want to feel and like your interiority should be mine too is so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was cool. just like it was dynamic. Like they had they had a lot going on. You know, they had like keys and guitar and bass and like these mm. were new concepts for me. And then here's this front woman just like laying it all down. And really, I mean, they were great performers from what I remember. So that that like sparked something in me, you know, like I mm. identified with it. Yeah, they so. seem to they, they seem to occupy a very specific space within mm-hmm. the sort of like 
2000s Christian music scene. Like they were very big for like a very brief amount of time. Yeah, I they were feel like, the, like, but they were like the no doubt for the church world, right? Oh my Ooh, god, that's, that's it. Good. That's it. That's yeah, because there weren't many other ones that were yeah. female fronted like rock groups. Right. No, I was trying to think about that because the whole point of CCM is usually that it's trying to copy what's like at least popular CCM. The people who right. are like at the Christian label who are like inventing people next to the person who's next to the country person inventing. Right. Like, you know, yep. like yep. if you think of all the offices where they're corporately farming music to um, mm-hmm. yeah. make a product off of. I was like, what's the one to one? Because the Stacey Rico, Rebecca St. James, I was like, well, that's Brittany. That's Christina. That's whatever. Right. And I was like, right. what is Super Chick? And they're no doubt. You're so yeah, right. They are. Yeah. Oh. That's, so good. that's so good. Well, we're done here. <laughs> it awesome. did it. Josh, tell us some facts about the band. All right, let's get into Super Chick. So they are a band originally from Chicago, Illinois. Their career spanned from 1999 to 2013. And then I guess they came back for a little bit in 2016. I don't know what that was about, but that's hmm. on Wikipedia. The members uh, for this record and most of the band, which is pretty cool, is they're led by Trisha Brock, who does vocals the entire time. Their guitarist is Dave Gazarian, who is the lead guitarist. He's been in the band the entire time as well. Almost everyone has, which is cool. Matt Daly, who's been playing bass the entire time. Max Sue, uh, who is credited as DJ and keyboards. He's been in the band the entire time. Mm -hmm. And then Melissa Brock, who I assume is Trisha's sister, did rhythm guitar and harmony vocals and she was in the band from 1999 to 2011 and 2016. So it was like only two years she wasn't in the band. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that it's like the whole lineup, basically the entire longevity of the band. That yeah, is cool. that that, that does feel rare specifically in like, you know, we were just talking about like a lot of these sort of, you know, uh, like a lot of the female fronted groups were part of that sort of corporate machine. Mm-hmm. And just sort of like well, we talked about that in Evanescence, how like Amy was always there, but there was just band right. members cycling in the background mm-hmm. because it was, it was, it was always Amy just show. her. Yeah. yeah, it's like Super Chick is like the band, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, they're a proper really band. Cool. That is exciting. Yeah. And all the boys in the band want a Valentine from a mm, Barlow girl. From a Barlow girl. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Yeah, we talked about on our first concert episode the whole Barlow girl, like the song, and then the the band. band. Did they start the band? Did they like kick off the band or something? I, I don't know. remember. You're we had a whole thing. Had we had what I feel like. like. I think the song came first, though. Yeah, I think the song facts, came Josh. first. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. the song came first. But I, I invented I, I, them. I think it might have just been like a coincidence. I kind of think the band existed, but it wasn't on anybody's radar except for Super Chick. Like they knew. Right. They Barlow wrote the Girl song, and then Barlow Girl's like, we're going to hit it big now. Like, this is our yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should capitalize on it. Yeah. That's what I first, when I first heard it was, I was in the like trolley at Camp Dry Gulch, which was our church kid camp for like, so I I couldn't have been older than sixth grade because that was the cutoff. Uh, And I heard Barlow Girl, the song, and I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. I love this. My body went feral. I was like, I have to know. So I asked the camp counselor, what is this? And the poor camp counselor has like heard the same CDs and was like, oh, she either said Super Chick or Barlow Girl. And I didn't have a phone, you know, so I right, right. I just had to reflecting on this album. I realized what must have happened is I had to go back to my cabin. Remember that. Write it down in my journal. Take it back a week later and then look it up on our PC to find the yeah. album and then ask my mom to take me to Mardell's to buy the CD. Like that had to be the order of progression. Kids these days got to wow. so easy. I know. The kids these days. 
so but will they work? will they love anything as much as I loved it in that moment right. that that but you know stuck so with me? like was question. was this singular like super chick Barlow girl moment like the thing that primed most like youth group kids for like cinematic universes like the way that Marvel <laughs> does now it's like oh yeah we, we were used to this like we know that there's like all these reference points that you can, uh, you can follow all the rabbit a shared universe and, around yeah. different pieces of entertainment. I was I remember shipping them. I was like, oh, I can't wait to find out which one of the boys in this band dates a Barlow girl. Or I guess it would have been like Quartz and Mary's a Barlow girl because the right, Barlow yeah, girl yeah, whole yeah. thing was that they weren't going to date. Right. And, but they just exactly. happened to be really beautiful, which is always the always the thing. Yeah. Fellas. Goals. <laughs> Goals. You know, all the girls who say they're not going to date are the most beautiful girls in the youth group. Right. And they're all it's always like a, a bevy of sisters that can all harmonize super yes <laughs> there's always oh my God, a, you're like right. one family yeah, like. you're right it's not like the it's not like you know the boys in the band want a valentine from like Haley and hannah barlow it's like the barlow girls <laughs> trademark right, right. all of the girls belonging trademark. to the patriarch yeah. of mr Please, barlow yeah mr. pluralize barlow. their individual experience <laughs> and uh, erase their individuality thank you for ruining this for me but uh but yeah and i remember thinking like wow what makes a barlow girl so special that like these boys want to be with her like what's so desirable and what's desirable is like their purity and how like smart and cool they are and how they're not going to hook up with them and i don't know yeah. it just fed into my little my little fantasy hey my man little purity culture fantasy i mean this is a, a little bit of a hot take but uh you know, maybe we all get off on withholding a little bit. <laughs> oh, yes. Back, my... I don't I don't know much about Super Chick. Like I, I know of them. And if you played hmm. me a Super Chick song, I could probably be like, yeah, that's Super Chick. But like I you can't name one. I mean, besides like Barlow Girl. The ones we've talked about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not super familiar. So I'm excited to like get into this album. But mm-hmm. I want to know the rest of y'all like what's your experience with this album in particular okay before you jump in kylan you don't the words one girl revolution do not ring a bell no like it does but it's like it's in the same way of like i don't know like when i think of super chick i think of the mall like i think of (laughs) like 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 hearing like (laughs) i can't think of a specific like melody i can't think of like any specific like instrumentation or a specific song or moment but I hear this like vague sound like you would hear in like a food court or in like a forever 21. Like, like I've heard these songs a bunch of times and I guarantee you, like when we get into the album, I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, I know this. Oh yeah, I know this. Somehow I know all the words to this. I can barely remember my daughter's Uh birthday, but I know all the words to this song that I don't remember the name of, but it's all very like nebulous. Like I don't, I don't know specifics. Basically, you're saying Super Chick is the official band of Sparrow? Is that yes. what you're telling me? <laughs> yes. Got Claire's. If anything, Claire's. Yeah, Claire's. It's not Sparrow. Okay, 100%. Kylan, I have an image for you. I have an image okay. for you. Okay. You're looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. It's outdoors. You're seeing on the screen. It's trees. Mm-hmm. You hear a whistle blow. Thank you. You see a blonde head I was waiting come onto for this. the screen. Mm-hmm. You see a gun go in the air. You see the gun spin around and whip around. Who is this blonde girl who's so proficient with armed goods? Oh, 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 she turns. It's Hillary Duff. The credits roll. You are watching Cadet Kelly on the Disney Channel. Don't forget Kelly Carlson Romano. She was Oh my god. She was, she was blowing things I? up on that movie. Wait, so Super Chick did they had a song in that? 
Yes. They were that movie. Whoa. They were that movie. Oh Logo my god, Revolution I don't remember like that. that. That is yes. awesome. Okay, so we're totally covering the whole movie Cadet Kelly for a future episode, right? <laughs> I'm here it's for part it. Of the, it's part of the Barlow Girl Cinematic Universe, obviously. Oh, I'm, 100%. Yes! Oh my god, yes, I'm so here for it. <laughs> oh, that was so good. It was so cool. It was like, they've gone mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like, they are cool. If they're like, recognized they by are. Disney, I mean... And more right. importantly, Hillary Duff, the pinnacle oh, yeah, of like, yeah. all things, the excellence yep. in girlhood. I mean, this um, is like... So that's mine. Right. It, it, she wasn't still doing... Like, Lizzie McGuire had like, just finished. Yes, I think, and that's right? just like, being a Cadet, movie star. When, when, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's yeah, true. that's like such a very specific time in my life. Cadet Kelly, the Lizzie McGuire movie, all those Disney Channel original movies. Guys, I might want to just spin this off and just do a... <laughs> Disney Channel original movie podcast. Uh, you know, talk about surprising. Don't Look Under the Bed. Because you've Smart never said House, anything like that before. Can of Worms, Luck of the Irish. Oh, oh, uh, um, oh, wait. It's probably awful. The one that's about Fat Camp. Oh, oh uh, Heavyweights. There's, there's no way looking back awful. that's not child abuse. Oh, God. I remembered yeah. it being so good at the time, but I was like eight. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Judd Apatow gonna... wrote that, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I bet it's what he's most proud of in his career. Um, Truly. Josh, you're the only person who I don't know what their feelings about um, Super Chick is. If you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and just being, host this being, podcast. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, please, that's fine. We don't um, know what Josh, we're doing. Josh, if you don't mind uh, telling me your first exposure or feelings Wait, about Super Chick, that'd Josh, be great. Josh, first, yeah, before you do that, Kylan hasn't had a chance to quit yet. So, Kylan, you're fired. You don't get to <laughs> quit this fine. episode. That's fine. I don't get to quit. Johnio, okay. You're hired. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Your host officially. Yeah. I mostly quit every episode, but I'm fine with being fired. <laughs> I just wanted to point? say, first, Janielle, thanks. It's an honor being on your podcast. Um, <laughs> and thanks for asking me that. It's, it's so good question. to have you, Josh. Yeah, thanks. So thanks. Much. I have a lot to say about Super Chick. Um, and the fact that I don't have very much to say about Super Chick, it's just very like a <laughs> perfect, cool, nebulous cool. thing. Like Kyle was saying, like, I'm sure I know some songs. Because I'm sure I heard them on like 89.7 Power FM. But <gasps> like, yeah, there you go. Core memory unlocked. 89.7 mm. Power <laughs> FM. Was their slogan, life's too short to go through it without, without the power? No, that was the power team. Do you remember the power team? Oh, my God. <laughs> I do remember the power, power team. team. They baptized me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're going to have what? to have you back because this is a whole <laughs> thing we can't get into. We but we're going to have to like deep dive sometimes. into it. Okay, I won't, I won't oh deep dive. I just want you to remember no, that my... I remember my entire head fit in the palm of one of the guy's hands. Oh my god! <laughs> I was I was like ten. <laughs> I wasn't a baby. And he just Power dipped team. my my oh tiny my head gosh. with his giant hand in the baptism, and I was like, I guess I'm saved now. Thanks, Power Team. <laughs> anyway, carry on, Josh. Well, that's way better than whatever Josh was gonna say. <laughs> oh, that is Hands way down. better. Yeah. Other than yeah, I mean, well, Power from the Power yeah. Team. What a jump! That was great. Yeah. Good yeah, job. We everything. I can't follow that. So all I'm going to say is I'm sure I know some songs, but like nothing really comes to mind. So I'm really going in with kind of nothing here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what there is, what, what we encounter on this record, which I just want to talk about. Can I do a little bit of facts on the album itself? That we're covering? Let's Regeneration. It. It'll be I'd really love fast. to hear. I have some Fine. interesting things. Okay. So Regeneration is a remix album, which is new for us. We've never done that before, but it's cool. That's true. Uh, so we'll get a little bit. This was their third album. So it came out after their mm-hmm. first if you want to count it as like a traditional album. So everything that they're pulling from is going to be from their first two albums. TJ mentioned that the first album isn't on Spotify, strangely. Yep. It was produced by their DJ keyboardist, Max Sue, who played in the 90s band Church of Rhythm, along with Dave Kazarian. So they've kind of mm-hmm. been around the scene for a little mm-hmm. while. 
I, something I found interesting was in the songwriting credits is they kind of differ based on the song, but most of them are Max and Dave, including One Girl Revolution. What? Trisha, Trisha does not have a writing credit on <gasps> One Girl Revolution. which wow. I Those two oh, men were really writing funny. my female interiority? <laughs> yes, yeah. they were. Just pretend yeah, every- like you didn't hear that. Every curtain you pull back is just another tiny trauma. Older you get, you just, I'm going to stop pulling curtains. (laughs) Or I think it speaks to, in at every writing credit, or Max is, has a writing credit on every song. So he seems to be like the musical maestro of the band, like the main musical force happening Mm. of the band. So it's kind of cool that he did the remix album too. So, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, oh, Trisha doesn't have writing credits on that one she does have writing credits on four of the songs on this record me against the world i belong to you one and lonely and hero but yeah it'll be interesting going in knowing like max and dave are like the main songwriters here but melissa even has a lot of, a couple other songwriting credits too though so hmm. they get cool. everyone involved but those two seem to be i guess the veteran musicians since they were in the 90s band that church yeah. of rhythm band that they're like we know how to do songs <laughs> we so. know how to do songs is the story kind of like Max and Dave were already a band and then like they were walking down the road or they were at church one day and they heard Trisha sing like did like they kind of like recruit do we know anything about their relationships were I, they all in love I don't know that probably know. Huh. maybe their band ended and then they had some other friends and or maybe they just heard her voice one day and they're like I have to find that person and put her in our band that's the story. That's the story. Let's stick with that. There you That's go. It. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking I of like ruining childhoods and recruiting, uh, Cadet <laughs> Kelly was written by a man named Michael Walsh. Mm. Great. And it was probably like funded by the U.S. Army. <laughs> totally. If we, I, if we pulled that probably. curtain back, it's going to be U.S. imperialism. I'll just uh, like, for so. sure. For sure. It really boosted the recruitment numbers. It was the Top Gun of the, the Top Gun. Yeah, it was the of Top Gun girls. of preteen girls in the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> They were really trying to get me. Wait, wasn't she a rhythmic gymnast first? Yes. And then it, the skills translated and it was like grace and beauty is in everything, even in like the machine of war. I think mm-hmm. so. But we'll wow. get into it whenever we do our Cadet <laughs> Kelly deep dive, which we'll Great definitely Kelly. have you back for. Thank we're going to so do, do a six part mini series. Kylan, can the sequel to that be it's... your mini series on Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde? Because of course. Me Against the World on this album was in that movie. Oh, dang. <gasps> Cinematic universe, together. y'all. Well, guys, I think that's going to be it for part A. So we're going to take Other a break. Other than what? we need to flop and bop. Oh, shoot. You're right. We haven't done that in a while, but we need we to. Haven't. We haven't. We, we just... So, Jenna, a little bit of backstory. So usually we give our predictions if we're going to flop or bop a record, but we just got done with a five-part miniseries of a band that we all super love. So we kind of got what rid band? of... What uh, band? Acidies Burn. Uh, so oh. that's coming out right now. So we didn't do flopper bops because they were all going to be bops. Hmm. So, so we kind of forgot you how to get do to be it. part of the first flopper bop predictions of 2023. First flopper bop. You guys have made me feel so special on this podcast. <laughs> good, I can't good. tell you. <laughs> that's our that's our real goal. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. I really feel like you're making me the front man. <laughs> so so the whole idea. So everyone I feel like has different flopper bop criteria. Like what makes a record. Uh, listening to it in 2023, is it going to flop? Is it going to pop? Like, you know, like for me, one part of my criteria is, am I going to find myself listening to at least the majority of this album again at some point in the next year, you know, or it could be about lyrical content or pure nostalgia, but where do you feel? Oh, 
before we get to that, when was the last time you listened to this record? Oh my god. As a whole. As a whole would have been on my silver boombox in my bathroom, maybe in Bedford, Texas. So that would have been in eighth grade. I do not remember playing Super Chick when we moved to Frisco, which would have been okay. my bathroom in ninth grade. So I think this was eighth grade, which for me would oh, have wow. been the, the year of our Lord. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, love, I, graduated I love how in specific two, this is. Yeah, yeah, me too. For 2003, I would have been 13 years old. Okay. I want to oh say- my god you guys my 33rd birthday is tomorrow <gasps> i'm gonna listen to it at the stroke of midnight and it's, oh, gonna be, it's my 10 year that's beautiful, that's beautiful. My, te- my centennial listen oh that's so good <gasps> i love that oh. perfect timing also oh. it is perfect timing i think this is the first time somebody's mentioned listening to a record like in their bathroom on yeah. oh yeah show. while you're getting ready while i was straightening my hair with my flat iron that makes sense well we haven't had it. we haven't so. had a lot of that specific sort of like feminine energy on the show so hey i straighten my hair and listen to music a lot (laughs) well you've never brought it up we've done like 40 we haven't covered any of the records that i listen to while i straighten my hair okay Okay. at a certain point okay i'm sure i'll mention it oh yeah it was pivotal it was like your main character moment it's a montage and the music is playing behind you while you're like putting on your eyeliner and there's no phones yet yeah really there's a flip phone so you can't like this is all you're doing. You're in yeah. your own little movie. Yeah, I yeah. was wearing silver pants. I distinctly remember. <laughs> so, Danielle, would you like to have the honors of giving our first flopper box prediction for the year? Absolutely. On this record? Ooh. Absolutely. There is no way this isn't a bop. Really? I can okay. feel mm. it. All right. I can you're feel very it confident. in yeah. the deepest part of my bones that mm. this could not have meant what it meant to me. And could not have meant enough to the music supervisors of Red, White, and Blonde. <laughs> and been that bad. It has right. to okay. have okay. It. it has to have some deep resonance. And I don't know if like I don't know if like the producing's gonna be amazing. I don't know if like the the chord progressions and the door- you guys can tell me. But I think that the core storytelling and the core like cohesive, overwhelming, transcendent vibe will still transcendently vibe me. And I believe and I have faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Love to hear I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. TJ, what about you? The year. Well, I like what, what you said, John, y'all, about the transcendent vibe, transcendently vibing. Was that, did I get yeah. that right? Um, because I think this one is going to be completely, sorry, my mind just went blank. What's the word whenever it's um, like emotionally resonant? Rad uh, as hell. Oh. What, what was it? <laughs> Cathartic? Rat, rad as hell. Cathartic. Oh. What did you say, Josh? I didn't say anything. All right. Rad as hell. I don't even know. Resonant? Cathartic. It's going to be all of those things. This is going to oh, be okay. a nostalgia bop for me. 100%. Nostalgia bop for you. Nostalgia okay. Bop. All, right. Yeah. all right. All right. Josh, what about you, buddy? Okay. I am going to be the contrarian here only because this is a remix album. Because right. I'm not oh. big on remixes. Whenever like there'd be like a under oath special edition disambiguation, surprise, it's three remix tracks i'm like i don't care about a remix track man like even for my favorite band for remix albums i don't care so Mm. if this is another super chick record probably a bop but remix i'll go in with the flop but we'll see if i can be swayed josh is is shaking my my i'm just saying i'm not saying about the heart of like the songs (laughs) the heart of the songs will probably be great i just am not a big remix remix. okay yeah Mm -hmm. well Josh, you of all people should know, you were my roommate in college oh, man. when I was going no, through my very going. specific DJ phase. <laughs> <laughs> and 
we would use your base amp as a subwoofer and turn off all the lights. And I bought a strobe light from Walmart and we would just dance our asses off. What was I... your DJ handle, Kyle? <laughs> oh, no. Thank you, TJ. Uh, yep, you're welcome. Uh, I thought it would be really what funny to DJ do. Handle? Uh, DJ K Rock a Dial. Oh, that is Was cute. that R-A-W-K? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I would have let you DJ my birthday party. Oh, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I DJed uh, Tavner and Andy's wedding. So, like. Oh, that, was yeah. a, that was a great wedding. Yeah. Mm. DJ K. Yeah, because it's like, let me explain it for all the folks that haven't caught up. Crocodile. <laughs> my oh. name starts with a K. God, just like uh, yeah, this is gonna does. be a Stone Cold Bop, man. Okay. I'm gonna be dancing cool. my ass off all week listening to this. Awesome. I don't, I don't think the songs are gonna have any substance, person. But, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but thank you. They're, uh, gonna be, they're gonna be super fun. Josh, when did what year did this come out? Again, 2003. Okay, what was happening in 2003? Because now October I'm worried 21st. that they're gonna add like a underneath all of these beloved songs from my childhood. Very well, could be. What was 2003's vibe? Synthy? No. Very. Yeah, yeah. Very synthy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. This was I like, I like... still feel your voice when it is. That was like that. Yeah. That's 2003, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be some break oh, beats. No. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. No, okay. <laughs> All yeah. right. No, you're well... going to love it. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> Fear not. Okay. It's going to be Let's awesome. Let's find out. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we will pull a Stephen Curtis Chapman and dive into 2003's Regeneration by Super Chick. Regeneration. Okay, Jammers, Kylan here. I'm interrupting the episode to tell you some super exciting news. Church Jams Now has our first official sponsor. Hey, yeah. You know, this is a business that that we have all supported long before this partnership and we're super flipping excited guys it's collide records collide Woo! records oh would you like to hear more about them please please uh, josh I, tell I us would. the facts tell us the tell cold us hard facts about collide i would absolutely love to okay so collide records was founded in 2011 to share music that's relevant to faith and life the best part is they have so much of the music that we talk about here on the show but it's not mm-hmm. limited to that like they have like the new Taylor Swift album is on there. They got like the new Paramore record. Everything you listen to is probably there. Yeah, Imploding the Mirage, The Killers, incredible record. They got yeah. it. Go get it. It's like one of the coolest places that I've seen to like buy vinyl and CDs. You know, as a podcast that specifically talks about 90s and 2000s music, you know, I feel like we've got a particular love for CDs and yeah. there's not a lot of places online that you can get CDs. And so I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. And look, I get that cassettes are sexy these days, but like CDs, the audio quality is going to gonna hold fast a little longer. So just consider that, listeners. They have a treasure trove of CDs on there. Let me tell you. That's how I first actually found them. Uh, if you remember, we actually talked about them on our Two Lefts episode with Sadie Hawkins Pod. They got a shout out on the episode from oh, yeah. Sadie Hawkins Pod first, actually. I'd gone to their site because I'd found this Reliant K Live CD, which is I'd like never seen before anywhere. And they had it in stock. And then I went to their site. I was just going to buy the one. And then I like found like three other like super rare, hard to find CDs for great prices. And I like literally, I bought four. I meant to buy one and I bought four different CDs. So like, I'm genuinely happy 
to support them and to promote them. But at the same time, like I'm a little bummed that like my secret place to find like CDs at a great price and kind of rare stuff is <laughs> like out now hey man right, share right. the love right i know i know we all hate like the bargain bin crawl where you're just like flipping through cds flipping through records to find that one that you are searching for and you just like leave the store disappointed right so skip the commute skip going to the record store and digging through the crate i know it's fun so check out collide records go to colliderecords.com and use our exceptional unique promo code Church Jams Now, that's Church Jams Now, all one word, lowercase, for 20% off, you guys, 20% off your first purchase. Check it out. That is a great deal. I mean, that's a deal that I'm like literally using right now. Oh, for sure. I got distracted during the ad because I'm looking at their website and I want to get the (laughs) Phoebe Bridgers record and Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, man. (laughs) It's not even close to Christmas time, but... But you still want it. Preparing for this next year, you know? Exactly. Oh, and the Vince Guaraldi is a peppermint vinyl? Come on. So good. Get out of here. So good. All right, guys. Go check out colliderecords.com. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the show. Hey, Jammers. We're going to interrupt your listening to talk about our Patreon a little bit because, you know, it's 2023. New year, new bit. And our biggest bit has been restructuring our Patreon. Um, We're super excited. And just like the last Patreon ad, the other guys are here. I don't know why they're being weirdly silent. Sorry, sorry. I was was updating uh, Patreon bots firmware. Oh, why? Um, Why? uh, I was a little busy. Is it because because of the the trivia night? Yeah, because of trivia. Like, we, we need, you know, hard and fast factual data to be ready to give the answers processing power needs to be on point yeah Yeah. okay well well the whole thing is so we're offering for our patrons a trivia night four times a year we're gonna do it quarterly i don't know i don't know if i'm super comfortable with the fact that like patreon bot will probably win because the winner is gonna get like cool stuff no 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 he can't compete he has to give the answers he's Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Okay, I, don't worry, man. I talked to him about this. You did. What did he say? He, he uh, shut down for a while because he was very awkward, and that's what he does whenever he can't deal with like an awkward social situation. Yeah, he. But does then when he came back online, anxiety. yeah, he does. But when he came back online, he said he totally understood, and he's happy to help. Do you want me to go get him? Like I can. Please, I can find please, him you... please. Can you can okay. you go get him for hey, me? Patreon, come come here. <laughs> Sorry, his his operating system is still uh, uploading. So yeah, give me no, a- he he's got kind of a different vibe than he used to have. Look at that new year, new new firmware, <laughs> new firmware. new year, new firmware. Greetings, 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 user Kylan and wow. user Josh. Oh my gosh, wow, okay. Patreon bot, did you update your language program? Yes, I am vaguely European now. Yeah, you sound a little Irish. Vaguely <laughs> here. No, I am more Scandinavian. Okay. Well, how do you feel about our trivia night that we have coming up on March 15th? I am I am, I am, I am very excited about trivia night. What can you tell us about the trivia night? I can tell you that the answer is 3.1456728912. Okay. Well, I can guarantee that that's not an answer to any of the trivia questions. But well, Sorry, guys. Sorry. I, I got to do some more reprogramming for Patreon about before he's ready for trivia night. I, I, I am so sorry. I think so, really. man. He's got some issues. But, guys, we have so many things to offer. 
on our Patreon coming up this year. For just $2 a month, you get the show early and you get our monthly WCJN show where we talk about things that uh, haven't quite made it on the full show. Josh did an episode on a very Jason Martin Christmas, and I did a sweet, sweet bass roundup of some of the sweetest bass that we have covered thus far on the show and kind of diving into why I love sweet, sweet bass. Yeah, we have our trivia night coming up. It's a live Zoom event that we're going to do. Anyone that's a patron can come and hang out and play some fun trivia with us. Patreon bot wait. may or may not be there. We don't know yet. If we get his <laughs> firmware updated in time. Yeah. Depends on the updates. Yeah, we'll yep. see. Yeah. So check us out at patreon.com slash church jams now podcast. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Josh is yawning. So I think that's the end of the ad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to church jams now. Kylan, you're the superest chick. Thanks. You're a super dude. No, I want to be a super chick. Fine, you can be a super chick too. Yes. Guys, we've spent some time listening to Super Chick. We sure have. Are we excited? We still have our guest. Yeah. I mean, for, for us, it's been a week. <laughs> for the listener, it's been like 30 seconds. So, yeah. our guest all so, this time. Yeah, I'm sorry that I didn't, you know, I didn't have as big of an introduction this time. We're trying to somewhat keep the illusion. Oh, that right. That right. We, we just yeah. like went up, used, got up, used the restroom, like got a sure. drink. Yeah, back. exactly. We just took a right. little break. whole album in 30 seconds. Okay. Well, in that short break, notes. I turned 33. Yeah. Happy birthday. And I happy listened birthday. to the songs I haven't heard in 20 years. Last time we talked, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's 10 years because in my head, I'm turning 23, but I'm not turning 33. <laughs> and my 13 year old self loved this album. So 20 years have passed. 20 years. Crazy. They make Ugh. you feel old. So old. I know. I, uh, yeah. Experience. Why? Had, you know, had tastes. Yes. Tastes. Yeah. Of some kind. Well, guys, so normally at this point, uh, we go through the album track by track. But before we do that, I completely forgot to do the game in part A, but I have a very fun game for us to play. If we want to, you know, kick off this part B by doing something a little silly. I feel like it's appropriate given the the band. Yeah, feels right. Cool. Let's do we, it. Do we want to play a game? We all ready? Yeah. Okay. So all three of you guys are playing. Although I will ask TJ, if you could answer last on okay. every question, simply okay. because I think I, I think I you might have a slight advantage <laughs> all right. on this. So the game, Janiel, the game this week is called Super Chic. <laughs> so has nothing to do with super chick except for the name i found a bunch of quotes and well five we're doing five questions and the quote is either from a superhero movie or a famous fashion designer <gasps> and so this is why i asked tj to go last because he's obsessed with fashion designers obviously so he's gonna know all these yes. <laughs> i'm i am the the most fashionista of the four of us clearly it's very what do true. i get if i win uh, we say yay and then move on. <laughs> you can talk we'll, about we'll... You can say the first note on every song that we talk about for there this you go. episode. Okay. In your imagination, you can picture like a tiny gold chick, like a like a small chicken. <gasps> She's got the megaphone. Super oh, chick. The, oh, oh, chick. Not but the, okay. it'll be, it'll have like a pantsuit on that's the like. The chicken has the megaphone. A floral pattern or something. TJ, that's Super so chic. beautiful. That's. In your mind, just 
we can't afford it on our budget to actually right. make this trophy but we can, for you. We can pretend. All right, guys, here we go. <laughs> Question one on Super Chic. I have a fantastic relationship with money. It buys my freedom. Is that Bruce Wayne or Gianni Versace? I think it's Versace. Okay. Bruce Wayne is always like a little not aware of his own privilege. Okay. Ooh. I'll say Versace too. All right, Justin. And TJ, what not, about you? Not for as intelligent of an answer, for reasoning <laughs> at least. Uh, just to be contrarian, I'm going to go Batman. Okay. So, guys, that was Gianni Versace. Ah. Uh. Good job, y'all. See, I don't have an edge. <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. One step closer He's, to the little chick in my you're mind. You're just conning us, TJ. This Maybe. is all a con. Could all be right, here we go. Question That's number true. two. Apparently, I'm volatile, self-obsessed, and don't play well with others. Is that Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, or Giorgio Armani? I think it's Tony Stark because he's okay. always has like a little like um, self-effacing little bitch kind of dialogue you know so did armani (laughs) famously (laughs) everyone knows that i'll go tony stark too okay yeah man that is specifically rdj tony stark all right you guys all got that right we're just so good of course tony stark it sounded slightly familiar and i don't know any armani quotes so (laughs) so you're like anybody that's what i was going off of (laughs) okay here we go question number three it is unforgivable to do what one doesn't love especially if one succeeds is that Christian Dior or Lex Luthor? That's whoever it is. They're incoherent. Say it again. It is unforgivable <laughs> to do what one doesn't love, especially if one succeeds. Oh, okay. It's unfor- unforgivable <laughs> to do what you don't love, especially if you especially succeed. if you succeed. Right. Uh, that feels like a bad villain dialogue. So I'm gonna go with Lex Luthor. Is it from Lex like Smallville? Ooh, that would Maybe. be a great Smallville monologue maybe dang josh i was thinking like luther but i'm gonna go opposite what was the other one was it dior christian dior i'll go dior okay <gasps> split C'est it dior bien sûr that's dior tj tj are you saying is that are you saying that mm-hmm. as your answer mm-hmm. okay Danielle, unfortunately you got that no! that was christian dior i could feel it. i could feel it. i could feel it when josh answered it that the little chick went to him in his mind i felt no. it leave my mind and go to his i gotta say though like i was like oh this is obviously a fashion designer but when you said lex luther i'm like oh it could be lex exactly luther. right like, that was a good that I was a good like throw he's someone yeah. with very good dialogue yeah yeah that's true all right guys question number four a girl should be two things classy and fabulous is that coco chanel or supergirl <laughs> that is coco chanel that is like that I know that's Coco Chanel. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That feels fundamentally I like, like that's fashion like, designer. Yeah. No, you guys are right. That was on all, a trapper that was keeper. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Some Lisa Frank energy right there. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Here's the last question. Question number five in our super chic game. <laughs> super chic. If you're nothing without that suit, then you shouldn't have it. Is that Tony Stark once again or Tom Ford? I feel That's like so it's good. Edna Mode from The Incredibles. <laughs> it could be. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Who, but it's, who not. Toes it's the one line. of these two. It's Tony like, or Tom. She threads both, the needle yeah, she kind of, of, yeah. of super chic. Superhero fashion yeah, stuff. For yeah. sure. It feels a little like something you would say and then you would sashay away. Mm-hmm. Right. So Which is kind I'm of gonna, Tom Ford's whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with True. Tom. But t- Tony Stark is the most sashay of the. I'm going to go with Tom Ford. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go Tony Stark. Okay. TJ? Starkey, baby. All right, guys. So our last quote 
if you're nothing without that suit, then you shouldn't have it, is from Tony Stark. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm so sorry, Johnny. Wait, no. so is it a tie between Josh and TJ? It's okay. Well, let me see. I feel like I had the best I forgot spirit to count out points. of all Hold the competitors. On. One, two. <laughs> Classic, Kylan. Yeah, I think Josh won. I am the super chic. Yeah, Josh, Josh. Josh did win. Yeah, hey, Josh. Yo, if you yeah. want, I'll team up with you and we can gang up on Josh and steal the uh, <laughs> entirely hypothetical super chic trophy. I out of his mind. I'll give it to you because yep. it's your birthday. Oh, thanks. Just... All right, so our winner of Super Chic is Johnny O'Kastner. <laughs> I don't mind pandering Woo. once in a while. Plus, it's all made up. It doesn't matter. We all win, you know? We all win. Kylan will make you a beautiful 3D rendering of that I can do in that. 4K. That It'll take four days, but <laughs> it, will, it will take. It's yeah. <laughs> worth it. Worth it every minute of your time. All right. I will, <laughs> I do, I will do it. Here's the thing that you may not understand. <laughs> Is that I will commit to a bit, especially when it comes to like designing something, and especially when it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the less sense it makes, the more motivated he is to do it. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Enough let's. playing around. We're done playing. Uh, we're done with the silly fun times. We're getting super serious. So serious. No more games. It's time to start. Around. No, no bits, y'all. No more no bits. bits. Are we ready to jump into this album regeneration? Mm. Yes. Okay. So, starting off with track number one, One Girl Revolution, The Battle Mix. Danielle, I do want to hear from you first of just like... We're going to listen to it together? Yeah, I, we're going to... Yeah. It's just going to That's play in the, the background thing, while baby. we talk about it. Yeah. You almost missed the Supergirl... Oh, I missed it. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I already missed it. Underestimate and swim. Get it. I was walking down the streets of New York and I was jamming. I was walking to a plant <sighs> shop and I was like, this plant shop's going to save the world. All the money. I am a voice just waiting to, to be heard. I w it was it was That's lovely. That's the opening credits of like your CW show. It absolutely is. Oh my. Okay. And then at so, the end, I get I get hit by a car because I'm listening to my headphones, not paying attention to traffic. And then perfect. that starts my whole like I don't know what it is. Arc. I get like some sort of superpower in yeah, the Yeah, it's your superhero well, arc. I I was saying it's sort of like if um the hustle with Rebel Wilson uh was made oh. in 2003. Like that's yeah. what this song made me think of, but but I like the superhero angle too. That's I declare my independence from the critics and their stones. I will <laughs> find my revolution. I will learn to stand alone. Mm. Okay, when I heard that line, I thought that's the role I'm gonna play on that podcast this next week. Which yeah. is, I was like, I can tell they're not gonna like this. They're not gonna enjoy this album. However, I will declare my independence from the critics hey. and the stones. I will Why? find my revolution. I Why will learn to stand we? alone. You don't know. No, I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you that TJ didn't love it, but I can also guarantee you that I fucking loved this album. <laughs> Did you really? Kyle? Oh, hey. unironically, wholeheartedly. What? I know. Wait, I'm like. I'm like so normally, so happy. we wait you until it, the you end. Made an assumption. And you're gonna pay to for say, that later. Yeah, for I real. Did. <laughs> okay, because uh, I know we usually wait to the very end to say our flopper bop final verdicts. <laughs> yeah, wow. But, <laughs> you're breaking you the rules, know. man. Here's something about me. I have this as a note on another song. Some of y'all are probably aware, but I 
unironically fucking love the 2002 movie Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my god! Yes, yes. <laughs> Song number two, "Get Up," sounded like Fountains this- of Wayne, didn't it? Yes, I've got oh. I've got Josie and the Pussycats are all over my notes. That's what this reminds me of. Yes, I mm-hmm. am here for this like early two thousands party production. The yeah. scritchy scratchies, like yes, they love a scritchy love scratchy, well, and then like okay. the dirty guitar. <laughs> yep, yep. It's oh. so good. Also, I in part A, I think I mentioned that Me Against the World is in Legally Blonde two. Mm-hmm. What I did not realize at the time that I now know is that this song is in. Legally Blonde. Oh, is it is. really? They okay, have back-to-back back back sinks. I found yeah. out that two of their songs was on the Mary Kate and Ashley film, Holiday mm-hmm. in the Sun. Mm-hmm. So they also like true. cleaned. Like, if we assume Dude. they got like 50K per song, they made Essentially, like. Essentially, this is. This is later in my notes, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump ahead. I think this band only existed to make music for early 2000s empowering chick flicks. For sure. Empowering is in quotes. Yeah. I'm here for it though. <laughs> Well, because if you think of the alternatives, like, like all the alter- alternative women right, were like, right. I don't know, like they exist in this, like we're still cool, but we're not like too sexy that it's somehow yes. threatening. Like we're actually just about the tunes. Right. So if you right. could get off our backs and not make a show right. our midriff kind of vibe, right. I think that's right. like really appealing for like four quadrants, mass appeal, chick rock, yes. for and that sure. era especially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They knew what they were doing, man. I will say that this was not as good as I remembered it. Like the remix of it all, like the... Like it was a really heavy guitar. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the remix of it all. Danielle, what was your experience with that? Clearly, this song, you're noticing some some shift in the. Because you're more familiar with the original. My experience was the first 10 seconds of every song, I'd go, okay. And I'd like wait. (laughs) And I'd wait. And I would let it sink in. And then, usually by like 30 to 45 seconds, then I would catch it. And I would catch like the life force of the original song. And it would make itself known to me. And then I would just hold on to that and ride that throughout the rest of the song, like holding on to that surfboard. And then they would have like a random rap or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> Which was like, I don't love. However, I do think like the freedom to remix your own work must be such a unique joy as a musician. Because I think about like things that I've done, like podcasts that I've created that like, were like memoirs or plays that I've written. Preach. I had the ability to like go do that again, but like different without yeah. changing the constitution of the original. Like I think yeah. I would have a lot of fun fucking with that. Like the freedom mm-hmm. to like yeah, mess dude. with it. Yes. And so like, I feel like they went wild. Does it work? Not always. <laughs> yeah. For sure, not a lot. But like, I just pictured them like literally getting the band back together and being like, oh, do you know what I always wanted to do? I always wanted to say this thing about like, you remind me of my mama. And they're like, <laughs> LOL. They're like, do it, do it, do it. And I just pictured them like daring each other to like push the envelope. And through that lens, I was like, have fun, super chick. Get yeah. on. But it didn't it didn't always hit the same like part of my solar plexus that I wanted to be warmed. And so I went back and listened to as much old stuff as I could find on the Internet. And that really did the trick for me personally. Excellent. Danielle, you're in my brain. Get out. (laughs) Is that what you were thinking? Don't. Yeah. Like to to a to the word, like everything you've said. Specifically solar plexus. He thought that phrase. (laughs) 0.5 seconds before you did. Yeah, I texted Amazing. the guys earlier. Like I said, <laughs> this isn't yeah, like aligning I swear to God if she says solar plexus. <laughs> this isn't aligning with my chakras at all, and I needed to. So thank you. No, it's true. Like the remix thing is is a big dynamic that I think we're gonna like cover throughout this episode. So thank you for teeing us off in that. But way. But I did like that it wasn't as like 
traditional remix as like i think when it's like just like electronic recreation of everything like totally it's a remix but it's a really like a re-updating a re-recording mm-hmm. and a lot yeah. of these songs did need it like this original song i listened yes. to it and the guitar tone is pretty terrible in the original mm-hmm. one yep. so it's like wow. they had a, a it's like a cool opportunity to be like hey let's like up the sonic quality of these songs and kind of make a greatest hits album but also like improve the song sonically so i like that it was not like just like beats and all straight up electronics right yeah there's there's real instruments on here yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i remember when i was 13 and i was straightening my hair in the mirror thinking the guitar tones though (laughs) <laughs> you just it was a repressed memory that you just brought up for me yeah i, I, I totally so sorry. you just took, took the words right out of my mouth josh yeah that was, so that's me too here. that was me too <laughs> definitely some more productions yeah i love the guitar t- even if i didn't love all the guitar i didn't love there's a lot of like weird kind of like new metal so mm-hmm. i went back today and i was watching uh music videos and live videos of super mm-hmm. chick uh and it was really interesting to see their like earlier stuff was very like Josie and the Pussycats or like very like pop punk. And then their yep. later stuff, uh, they really leaned into the whole like new metal, like flyleaf kind of Chevelle kind of thing. Ooh, and so this seems yes. like kind of the point where maybe they started, they started the to drift away period. from the pop punk stuff hmm. into the yep. like heavier kind of thing. Totally. And it doesn't always work, but I liked it on this song. Uh, yep. There was like a sick breakdown uh, with yep. double bass on the drums and record uh-huh. scratches. You don't hear uh-huh. that that a whole lot. And then after the chorus was my first sign of sweet, sweet bass. Uh, I was going to ask. Hello. There's a lot of sweet, sweet bass on this record. There Wait, is, what does uh, it sound like? Describe, um, imitate the tone for me. Do, 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 do. Oh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. So. That is the clip though that that I play every time I talk about sweet sweet bass on here. All right, hold on. Where mm-hmm. is the actual bass line? Um, it's, it's around the one right after the first chorus. Oh I, yeah yeah. And then you got that bit cr- bit crush synth right there. Can yeah. we loop what John Yell just did, please? Yeah. I was like, this song could be on triple X. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, like the extreme gaming, like uh-huh. mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Also, this that version is, is simultaneously more funky and more metal than the original. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, how, I don't know how they did that because those I two should want... not get along. But they, but I guess that's what new metal is. It's yeah, funky yeah. metal. Yeah, it's new metal. It's I new. want to give you guys one specific image to carry in your mind whenever you think about this. Okay. Um, that came back to me as I was walking the streets of New York City as a 33-year-old all grown up. <laughs> was when uh, there was a period of time where Super Chip, where One Girl Revolution, after it had been on Cadet Kelly, was on Radio Disney, AM mm. 620. And I had cassette tapes. And I was nice. always trying to capture my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, there's one that I cannot remember what it sounds like, but I can feel the sound of the song in my mind. And one day I'll find it again. Um, mm. There was this very funny um, Weird Al parody of uh, the, uh, Star Trek. It was no Star Wars. Yeah. My, yeah. my, that does... Anakin guy. Mm. Yeah. Yep. He did. Thought that American was great. Pie. I was trying to catch mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. And I was always trying to catch One Girl Revolution. And one time I did, I was on my mom's bed and I got it right. I could feel it was going to be the next song. So I oh, hit like record right. pre- nice. uh, preemptively, just re- yes. anticipate it just oh. enough. 
that I got every single note and I was dancing on my mom's like Tempur-Pedic bed and I was <laughs> rocking out. I was standing on her bed, just jumping and rocking, being a one girl revolution. And I love the specificity of the Tempur-Pedic bed. If yeah. I can just yeah. derail it had, this like, for a second. It had like little it really magnets. really sets the scene. It does. In, in yeah. it or something. It's almost like and, she's a professional have, writer and performer. Because you have to work harder. To, <laughs> yeah, to, have you ever you thought about do. getting into that, Danielle? You really That's do. That's why it stands out to me. And, I just want to talk to Super Chick in case they listen to this, in case they Google themselves and listen to this. Just like the fact that at any point in time, they made anybody feel that way. Like just to think about like sitting alone wherever you are with your friends. I'm actually probably going to cry because I've had a little bit of champagne before. (laughs) Come on, come on. Like to sit around in a room and there is nothing and then you create something and then you actually work at that something and you don't quit until it makes you feel the way you want to feel. And the fact Mm -hmm. that you could put that out into the world and then some like 13 year old girl can like access a primal feeling inside her body for the very first time yeah. is just like one of the greatest miracles that like we have in this mortal realm. And I just yes. want to say super chick, like you did it and you didn't keep doing it. Right. Like you found something <laughs> right. else in your life that you're going to do with it. And I'm sure they're happy wherever they are, but the fact that they did that at least once enough, like that, that yeah. is enough to have done yeah. that. Danielle, how are you taking me to church right now? I think this is a podcast. I think we're done now. That's all we can say. I can't say anything better than that. No, that's literally what we've been trying to accomplish with this whole podcast. Because to a certain extent, all of us have felt that way about different bands and stuff. And that's And the whole thing with this, like the beauty of this podcast is for me going back to these bands that like I would say if you asked 100 people what they feel about super chick like 90 of them would be like who who and then like nine of them would be like yeah were they that like weird christian girl they band were legally blonde right and that's like it but you have that experience <laughs> and mm-hmm. you now shared that with us and i think that's goddamn fucking beautiful like it I is. love Ooh, that. That is so cool. If a band can do that, it's worth revisiting. You know what Listen, I mean? Man, like, let's all get on the Tempur-Pedic bed and just jump <laughs> Please until do. we lose our yes. minds. Yes. We're exhausted. <laughs> like, in fits that is of what laughter, we do metaphorically and joy every week and here. bliss. Come on. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining me. I was pretty yeah. lonely, yeah. actually. I think I would have welcomed you guys to come jump with me. <laughs> we would. An only child with her cassettes. Just feel I was a, I was a weird homeschool kid, so I feel you there. We would all Evan. just been like, you like predicted this song would come on and got the whole recording. Like that's awesome. Like yeah, we're the kind of all blown our minds like, back yeah. in the day. Like, whoa. like you kind of blew my mind just telling the story now. Uh, yeah, truly. Thanks, guys. And Sometimes it's hard to be a one girl revolution. So that's true. It's a lot well, to let's, Junya, let like, I'll be a two girl revolution with you. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, can we um, be honorary this... super chicks? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. I mean, with the power vested in me via the little chick that belongs to Josh. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, I make you guys all super chicks with me. Yes. Ah, I thank love you. it. Your alternative oh. in this universe is to be like frogs, which we'll get to that, but like oh, not yeah, ideal. Yeah. I'd rather you Good guys be super chicks with me. Yeah. Um, okay, we've been on the first song for a really long time. Is there anything else we need to say about it? No. Or, I just thought the slap bass uh, break was very flea. And yeah. I wanted to say that because cool. I feel like there's a lot of flea bass on this album, but it started here. Yep. So. I know cool. we're out of time, yeah. kid, but can you tell me what a flea bass is later? Oh, flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He put a sock on his penis and. 
Third base. <laughs> that has That's all you need to know, you know? Interesting <laughs> two facts yeah. about a person. Cool. All right, we can move on. We can move that, on. I mean, to be fair, that's what I thought the only two things anyone knew about Flea. But maybe not. Okay, let's move on to... Yeah, I had some lyric notes, but also it does not matter at all. Let's move on to track number two. Get Up, the heel side mix. If I get up, I might fall back down again. get it somebody wanted them to put this on a skate video and they were like okay we'll make a remix that you can put on a skate video (laughs) this is a hard left turn musically (laughs) unless you love jack johnson Johnson. colby calais and sublime i have a sublime note later all together you want them in one song you the synthesis of all of those to me is sugar ray and sugar ray was the biggest comparison i had on this record yeah. It's true. all very, very, very Sugar Ray. Okay. The original rules. I'm just going to say that. The original rules. Yeah. This How do you version feel about is this fun. Remix? This version is fun. I prefer the original. This is the only one that's not on streaming of the originals, right? I couldn't yep. find it. Oh, uh, it is not on streaming. I can confirm that. Okay. I don't know why I wrote that this reminds me of Josie and the Pussycats. I specifically said it reminds me of Fountains of Wayne, which is like the guy who wrote right. Josie and the Pussycat stuff, and right. then mm-hmm. Bowling for Soup. Why totally. would I think of Bowling for... I must not have gotten to the part yet in the Bowling song. Where yeah, no, like it's... No, this is pretty, later. like... Yeah, okay. it's, like, pretty, like, pop punk. This chorus is so catchy. So, Crazy so catchy. catchy. And honestly, the original is more catchy, but the original gets both of my thumbs. That's oh, all wow. I'm trying to say. Oh, Okay. Truly, this gets one. I need to listen to the original. This was the only one that I didn't listen to the original version of. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the chorus... Is super catchy. Maybe it's a little too repetitive, but oh, I, mean, I want to talk about that still so because catchy. I pulled a Josh, guys. I did some. Pro- I did some. Okay, so in this song, song, they say the word train. fall thirty six times. <laughs> so this is my attempt at being Josh. But did they get up? Okay. But did they get up thirty seven? Wait, the song well is four said, minutes and well one said. second long. So that averages out to nine falls a minute, or. <laughs> Point one five of a fall they go to the per hospital? second. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But they're still getting up. That's great. New oh, year, man. new bit. I'm trying to be that. like Josh. That's Thank the most you, Josh thing I could think of. Man. Well done, I relate man. so hard to those statistical analysis. Yeah. But can I just say, I love the lyrical tone of this song. Like, I am here for the wholesome positivity. It is so good. Yeah. They like laughed when I fell down, but I have dared to climb. You That's to true. Climb. We got to get back up again. We all do. Oh, Even this is the part that feels bowling for soup. Right. I did like the male BGVs. I wish there was more of that on the record. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought it was a good dynamic. Yeah, agreed. You're not uh, talking I... about rap. You're talking about no, singing. Yes, I'm talking about the singing vocals. Good clarification. Yes, thank you, TJ. Yep. Oh, this is so Josie right here. You can just I see know, Tara Reid pretending I to know, drum, can't you? It's so good. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she learned to drum. Sorry, I don't mean to Tara Reid slander. I don't know should. if she did. 
No, you. The reason the original is better, in my opinion, is because I don't understand the need for the pseudo sexy outtake vibe of the vocal. That's for you, Max. Okay. Why is that there? TJ? Why is it there? It is because the sexual tension between these bandmates. Oh my gosh. Is incredibly strong. I'm sorry. Christian Fleetwood Mac. They are so conspicuously not <laughs> dating each other that it is bordering on edging. It is insane, yeah. these people. And for sure. so the little like homages to each other, like this is for Trisha. It's all about how you shouldn't kiss boys, but you should kiss us later. Or like, this is for you, Max. I don't know. I just no. think these people all wanted to touch faces, yeah, but yeah. couldn't parts, or wouldn't yeah. or shouldn't. Right. And God, is that hot. So, so they that's had my to think about it. Because they were they too committed to, to the band. It. Oh my goodness! They didn't yeah. want to tear the band apart, so they just like it's you know. very like Christian Fleetwood Mac. It's every young Max battle. <laughs> it's good. I'm done. Ugh. Like no, no, no. That was, there's like, nothing hotter though, honestly. Because yeah. the con- the confusing thing is, what is for Max? Like there was nothing. She just says that's for you, Max. So it leaves the audience in suspense. Like. We don't know. It's but just for we... Max, TJ. It's just for Max. It's just for I Max know. to feel he, a little he knows. flitter in his heart. Because that's the exhibition Max, of it. That's what's so exchange. hot about yeah. it. Yeah, that's it's hot it. because it's, it's a mean. secret that they have in it's public. Mean. It's mean. I don't like it. So I that's like it. Not mean if you're in, it's only mean if you're not part of it. Yeah, and <laughs> they put it out there in the world for so He's many thousands or millions of people to be part of it. That's mean. He's also producing the record and he chose to leave that in. Because he's I like, know. I want the world to know. Because they wanted that's what like, I know. That's the but thing. Is like, it's not mean on, on Trisha's part. It's mean on Max's part. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. But he's kind of doing it to himself, though. Like, no, he, he knows to... what he's doing. Uh, maybe oh, he's, that's his he's kink. Very aware. Mm. He knows what he's doing. I can just feel it. I just feel the sexual energy. And then afterwards, so there's, there's this like <laughs> snotty punk outro that is not yeah. in the original. And that feels like some tension. I'm not going to say what kind. Y'all can say what kind if you want. I'm just going to call it tension. Sexual tension? You said it, man, not me. Yeah, but are you <sighs> confirming that that's what you meant? <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that it is All the right. type you know, of tension that Kyle I don't know why you're being said. so weird about talking about sex. I like Lane Coy, buddy. I like Super chick obviously wasn't. Super chic? No. We don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but like I've lived a life. I have experienced highs and lows. I, you know... There, nothing hits quite as hard as someone you're not going to hook up with for sure, but you're going to edge as close toe the line as close as you can to hooking up with them. Nothing quite hits like it. And I feel That's like true. they have that. They captured it in an album and that must be really fun for them to be able to go back and listen to. Well, uh, like, I just makes I me blush know. thinking about it. Oh, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know if they think of it that way. Like, like maybe you're right. I don't know if they do. I would love, I would love to talk to any member of the band. That but would be willing let's just speculate. Why not have fun? Let's just with see, it. TJ. I have a lot of evidence for my theory. I don't think you have any evidence for your theory. Find <laughs> oh, me one I... moment in this album that isn't laced with sexual tension. They are, they are uh, very devout, church-going Christians. That's my evidence. Yeah. To be fair, that's also evidence for Janielle's point. Yeah. <laughs> that's not 100%. as big of a get as you think it is. 100%. If they were sleeping together, there'd be less tension. But they aren't. Absolutely. And so they're just next to each other, like flirting and like creating these in- immensely intimate bonds without mm. like ever acting on it. And mm. that's like the most intense bond that there is when mm. there's no way to like exercise it, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Josh, 
0.15 of a fall per second, right? That's crazy. That's a lot of falls, man. It is a lot lot of falls. falls. You stretch out all those falls, the whole song could just be falling the whole, that's all the lyrics. This episode is turning out a lot hornier than I anticipated. It's Super Chick's fault. I know. I'm here for it. I knew John Yell would would come with some fire. Is this coming out around Valentine's Day? Just so you know, there's just so. a huge. I need that. Like many lady boner killers are coming our way. There's just oh, the, yeah. the tension throughout, but just like the content itself, <laughs> yes. really takes you out of it. But hey, everybody uh, wants a Valentine from a Barlow girl, right? It's true. It's true. Oh gosh, I can't. Mm. Okay, I got cool me notes on that song. All right, let's move on, guys, to track number three. <laughs> unless there's anything else about Get Up, the heel side mix. All right, here we go. Track number three, Me Against the World. From all sides, don't know why I try to take this and kiss it. Goodbye, won't miss it. I want to go back to L.A. I don't belong. That's what they say. I would like to share something with you all. Okay, okay please do. I like this song the least. Oh, it is on. so it's it doesn't have a point of view on itself. This is the one to me that felt like One Girl Revolution did really well. Let's yes. try to be empowering girls again vaguely, and yes. let's just go change the world. How are yes. we going to change right. it? Doesn't Thank matter you. what Thank part of the world. the world. Doesn't matter what's going to happen. We're just going to keep being ourselves. Yeah. And vaguely make the world a better place somehow. They, say, they do yep. say L.A., right? In this song? Yeah. That's where they Oh, my it. mistake. Than the world. Uh, L.A. is even more vague than the whole globe. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I feel like all good art comes from like a spark of itself. Like it knows what it's about. And this yes. to me felt the most like AI generated vague yeah. empowerment words in order. Yes. It's a bad Which, reiteration of yeah, One it's, Girl yeah, Revolution. Yeah, bad like sequelitis. Yes. Yeah, like, totally. Much. It's literally in Legally Blonde too. Like, and this is, is the one that's in the sequel, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A well, sequel was drawn to the sequel. Be more, they like, could have. I mean, maybe derivative. they got commissioned to like write it. There's, like, hey, there's can you some write a... kind of paper that could be written about the correlation between One Girl Revolution and Legally Blonde and Me Against the World in Legally Blonde too. There's some 100%. sort of like meta implication there. Yeah. In somebody's terms of, done like, a thesis paper on. We won't release another and... episode until we finish it too. <laughs> <laughs> this is our pledge to you, dear listener. Hey, speak for yourself, Josh. I'm not doing that. It gives me major like, oh no, one of our dogs needs like major surgery and it's going to cost like <laughs> Let's make some between ten and $15,000. Oh my god! And it's like, well, there's this Legally Blonde 2 thing. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll write something for that. Right. Who if can we, we believe and we have faith, world? we're going to uh, uh, change the world someday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roll with that. Roll with that. Roll with that. Yeah. Me against the world. Right. Yeah. It's like so vague. It's like vague in the same kind of way of like. John Mayer's waiting on the world to change. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not really saying anything, like, but it sounds like you are. <laughs> Which like was kind of good enough to get paid. Yep. You can also say nothing. You can also say we all live in a yellow submarine. Do you know? But as long as like you really care about it, it like you can tell in the song. I can just tell they don't care. So right. good. They don't care. Also, the guitar line in the chorus reminds me of Sanctus Real. Or Hawk Nelson, or <gasps> oh any other infinite version yeah, of like Christian pop much. punk or secular pop punk in the you world. You just said all these words I haven't heard in twenty years. That was really nice for my brain. <laughs> You're welcome. You're Sanctus welcome. real. 
We covered Sanctus Real. That's our that's yeah, our whole podcast. Is yeah, just we did saying oh. words you haven't heard in twenty years. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds like I'd really like your podcast, guys. Maybe I, I think you would. I think you're kind out. of our key demographic. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. That's what we're here. Which for. has been sort of my strategy on booking guests. <laughs> like, hey, you should be on our show. Also, you may listen to you it. Could then. Stay. It's <laughs> been a mini episode of Behind the Pop Filter with Galen Savage. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a method to my madness, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, this song. Yeah, it's all right. It's know. pretty much nothing. It's, it's fine. Like, yeah. yeah, this is uh, this could also be in Josie and the Pussycats, but like in the version in the movie when like they have like the computer that creates all the yes. songs and stuff, and it's just yeah. playing in the record store. Yeah, it yep. just feels exactly like that. But the but, intro was really good. The intro was my favorite part. It felt like Limp Biscuit mixed with Destiny's Child. Uh, yes. Right. Yep. This 100%. right here is very like. Destiny's no, there's a biscuit. lot of there's Destiny's a lot of <laughs> yeah. There's like <laughs> wow, oh my god! But like that's like gotta be the percussion for this episode, the the Destiny's drum production biscuit. is like super Destiny's Child. Yeah, it's tight. And then the guitars are super like new metal. I don't get it. Yep. it but this no is this is the time. Like 2003 was like that really like crunchy new metal guitars and like tight kind of pop drums. That was 2003. Can I yeah. just say it's really hard to talk about sounds, and I really love your adjectives. <laughs> it's totally crunchy. It sounds yeah. crunchy. Go for it. Use all the words. It's very crunchy. Destiny's biscuit is the crunchiest biscuit. Is the crunchiest. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> of all the biscuits. Man. Okay, we have anything else about me against the world, or should we get to the real stuff? Let's oh. get to the real stuff. This was the only original song on this release. Track number four. Oh, this was. Yeah, me I thought me world. against the world was. No, that's oh, what he was saying. You're that saying, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. That was yeah. my Before addendum at the end. Thank you. All right, here we go. Track number four, Barlow Girls, the remix. What what kind of remix, Kylan? What do you mean, what kind of remix? Oh, it's the name of it. What's it this called? one just says remix. No, it's uh, this. Uh, there's only a couple of them. It's the uh, Space Monkey Lab mix. Thank you. Oh, it doesn't say it doesn't that, say on, that on, on Spotify. On Spotify. You gotta check the. Yeah. You gotta check yeah, the, the Discogs. Album, the Discogs album. I don't yep. need to. I have you guys. I, <laughs> I have no need to do that. <laughs> It's just like you have these choices. <laughs> wow! All the boys in the band. You have this. Okay, first of all, it's like isn't it like A B C? Easy as yep. one two three. Also, Bismarcky. Oh, totally. And more sugar. Oh, that's so fun. More sugar. You got. What it's I like need. the white people version of it. This is oh, what. Yeah, what TJ. This is where I said the verses are sublime and the choruses are straight up Jackson Five. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I put Natasha Bedingfield too. There's a little bit of that yes, kind of in the verses. Also. Yep. Yeah. So okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. too many things to talk about. Too many. This is no. So much. This <laughs> song I, I is love, a universe. This is, is the most chaotic episode that we've had in a long time. Oh, you're welcome. And it it feels very <laughs> apt that it's like super chick. Because there's way more to talk about than I anticipated. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm loving it. <laughs> I knew I knew there would be. Okay. Do you want to talk about vibes or do you want to talk about a young woman's journey through purity culture? Well, we need to cover both. For okay. Let's start with vibes. Let's start with vibes. Let's start with vibes. Easier start, yeah. The lighter. 
topic. Yeah, because so. I feel like you're gonna have a lot more to say, yeah, on the ladder than than the rest <laughs> I, of us. I could I could I, do it in a tight three if I needed to. <laughs> Wow. But I have some things to say about, about great, great. Vibes all of it. Great, great. Vibes hit me. Um, okay. So vibe-wise, I did say this whole album makes me want to go to the skating rink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, what I just I just want, like, I'm just having flashbacks. My first job ever was at a skating rink. And I just imagined the, like, Tuesday, 1 p.m. skate where, like, You're no one's around. You're rollerblades. It's, it's just me. What? I can't do rollerblades. I have flat feet. Right. I just wanted to like contextualize uh. <laughs> the story. <laughs> Another vibe note really quick. The guitar line around 26 seconds is very, mm. very much a an aping of the fame guitar line. Yeah. It's, it's kind Sing of it. the... Like it's very Bowie. This, yeah, this production in general felt the most like, like mid-career newsboys. <laughs> That's so specific, and right, yet, we tracks. are the only audience that that will like resonate with. You're like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. so right. Yeah. <laughs> also, vibe note, but also like theme note and tone, like lyrical tone note. I don't like the kid vocals. It is deeply uncomfortable it makes it me. feel really weird <laughs> it is deeply do uncomfortable you picture a bunch of children trapped in a studio and they're not allowed to leave until they sing good enough and also gender dynamics and like age and stuff and consent like it's super weird <laughs> maybe it's like their nieces and nephews maybe, maybe. that's still weird they're all like, i don't know if the weird. nieces and nephews they're all like the fact that they're like, like yeah. want the related doesn't not. make it easy oh i didn't even doesn't. think about that wait what are the words that they're saying what are the words that they actually say all the boys in the band want a valentine from a barlow girl right so again going back to that yeah. tension of a certain nature that i will not say why would you, why are you so weird about it? I, it's a <laughs> bit. Just saying new year. You know what, Kylan? TJ, TJ has bit. an unspoken. Okay. And Thank you can't you. make right. him share right. it. I can't. Thank I know. You. I know. Thank you. It just it just has thrown me for a loop. <laughs> I get it now. I get it. I'm on board. I'm on board. All right. Anyway, the kids are weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't like it. I am not okay. opposed to a child choir. I am opposed to it in this song. It was not in the original. I like the original. Yeah. That's all I'm done. So, okay, so speaking of trauma, sorry, Josh, talk about your vibes. No, I was just going to say, what was I going to say? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I totally sorry. forgot it. Oh, he was no. traumatized. Oh, he was, was traumatized, so he forgot. Oh, are you wanting to go into like uh, something here? Because, okay, I didn't do any research, but I'm assuming they are talking about the band Barlow Girl, yeah. right? They like, they were, the song but, predated the Barlow Girls. Yeah, so like, were yeah. they known for like, I they guess were not dating for, well, and then they became a band? Like, were, so I, I looked it up. They're advocates okay. for purity culture. Before they were a band? Uh, during their their bandness. I thought they were later. Right, but Josh this came saying, out like, in Super Chick's did... first album, which was like 2000. But they might have like opened for them at like a small church or something. You know what I mean? Like That we like, will gonna never write a song know about, about you. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. my my fan fiction for how this got written was like there's a char- there's a charitable way to view the song and there's another way to view the song. I view the song Ooh. when I when I want to think nicely, like kindly that. about them. That it's like kind of like one big inside joke. Like 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 Dave sure. like like had a crush on the girl who was like opening one of the Barlow girls talked to him right. when they were playing at the church, whatever. And mm-hmm. then he made some comment about how she looks like Ryan's him of his mom. And then everyone's like, 
uh, Dave, look around. Does anyone here remind you of your mom? And then they just like turned into a whole song from there, you know? I can like see the whole story of like how it turned into like a, it was a bit and then it was a song. And then it tied into purity themes. So they're like, that's nice. We can like build into that. And then they made right. it a bop. Can I can I just add some context to your fan yeah. theory really quick? So yes. lyric, lyrical note, um, tracks three, six, eight, and nine are the only ones that Patricia is credited for writing the lyrics on. Ooh. Um, um, Barlow Girls is track four, so it is not <gasps> among. Oh. I was so, just looking at this right now because Melissa, her sister, does have some writing credits on a few of these songs, but she correct. does not have writing credits on Barlow Girls. It exactly. is Words and Music by Max Sue and Dave Gazarian. Yes. So the boys wrote the Barlow Girls. They Girl. wrote this one. They so, want the Valentine. To They're your like, point, John Yell. I think that ruins my point. I thought it was well, like a bit that they were doing like against one of the boys. I mean, probably had a crush on yeah. Barlow Girl, well, but they're now it's like actually like a plaintive plea from the boys to the Barlow right. Girl. Yeah, which now makes it's it so a, much right. more manipulative. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. So that's, okay, that's I, I need I need all of the men to shut the fuck up because I want to hear what Janelle has to say about <laughs> this. We've been talking far Allow too to long dazzle. about it. I am listen, I am here for this. Listen, what is there to say about purity culture? I actually feel like the a later song about the boys and the frogs tells us a lot more about purity culture than this song mm-hmm. does. But being a young woman growing up in the height of a very specific moment in purity culture when it was like had its chokehold on all of us and I was just <laughs> young enough to have very little critical thought as I was mm-hmm. like having it surround me. I think the song captures something really specific and important about that psyche or either that mm. or it just like molded my psyche. So one way or the other, mm. uh, which no, is I like, think it's universal. Yeah, connected. Yeah. Which is that like at its worst, there's this sense that like in purity culture in this, like you want to be better than other girls. Like you want mm. to be the Barlow girl. You want to be exceptional and mm. you want to be like really special and you want the guy to fall in love with you because like you're the one with your prayer journal who gets up early at the youth group retreat and goes on mm. the beach not yep. to get boys attention to talk to god and like that's what's really going to like turn the hottest guy in your youth group's head towards you you know what i mean right like and you're flashing your purity ring all the while right? yeah which is like on one hand like uh, of course you want to be special like you're like a teenager everything's performance sure. art yeah. but the just the idea that like i'm not like the other girls i'm a barlow girl like i remember what a healing solve salve it was to my spirit the day i like turned 20 or like probably 19 and was like i'm just like other girls yeah <laughs> i'm just like every girl thank you other girls are great i love yes. other girls oh. i don't need to be different or better than other girls like that's oh. not what this is it was such a healing thank like you experience but like you spend so much of your time being young being like there's only two options you're a whore you're a saint and so you have to like work very hard to performatively be a saint and then on the more earnest side what i like that this captures is like there is a sense uh in the tender underbelly of all of that that like you will be overlooked Mm. like that there is like something about your values are gonna make you just not matter to boys boys aren't gonna like you they're not gonna find you interesting like you're mm. like being left behind in some way um and then you mask that with a sense of superiority do you know what i mean like twin yes. yin, yin and yang of the same yep. thing of the, the the disease of the purity culture on girls but so i i i, I felt <laughs> i felt for like i love that they capture interiority or try to capture interiority mm, of like a specific right. type of feminine experience like that feels really lovely to me yeah. um but what they captured in there was a little like I don't know. I'm tagged in this photo and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was yeah. like a clumsy maybe way of doing it. It, it from a lens of like 2023, right? 
Like, right. oh, yeah, which, yeah. which makes more sense when you as do know the context that it was like written by a dude. <laughs> yes. And then that, and then I had a controversial thought, which was, is this song camp? Is this inherently campy? Like, 100%. did they mean this to be just like campy, funny? Like it, it, it is... It is capturing something that they thought was like really funny and maybe like a little bit true, but they completely aggrandized it. And right. and then- so uh, yeah, you know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if if that was the intention. Uh, if it's like almost like the other side of the coin of like Reliant K's mood ring, <gasps> but where that was kind of obviously like meant to be a joke. If there's this like, I mean, this is a whole thing that we do not have to get into because we'll be here all goddamn night but like the fact that it was like performed by women there wasn't this sort of like benefit of the doubt that it is a joke yeah that's a really know. good point and they're that's like if we make point. it jackson fivey maybe people will like catch that it is more of a joke kind of deal <laughs> right. maybe if we bring in a bunch of, of kids singing about it maybe that'll <laughs> yeah. make it really clear that we don't mean actual <laughs> Yeah, yeah I don't this, know. That's really interesting, though. I can't remember who said it, but I'm working on a film podcast right now, and I'm doing it. We're doing a ton of research into a lot of different things. Uh, I'll tell you about it later. But somebody brilliant said there's actually no way to like um, portray war without endorsing war, right? Because you try to show like, oh, it's so violent, it's so bad. Like I'm portraying right. it, but I'm not endorsing it. But right. it actually looks really cool to blow stuff right. up. Yeah, yeah. So even if you show like the kid crying afterwards, that doesn't make uh-huh. up for the fact of how cool. Or like when you like seeing someone smoking, if they're cool, it doesn't matter if they die after. Or if you have the disclaimer about right. smoking, it doesn't is bad. matter. Like they looked yeah. cool, and so totally. like I I sort of feel like with some of these songs, it's like it act with mood ring especially. Like what we did, mm. what me and my friends did, we're like, haha, we get the joke. Other girls suck, but not us. Not us. <laughs> right. We're the cool totally. ones. But those girls are the yeah. worst. Like and it we get it, Matt Teeson. Mm-hmm. Right. And it warps your psyche a little bit, like you're saying. Like yeah. and it others other people in a way that it, it shouldn't. Right? It does. So and especially with this song, for me personally, it's like finding out it was written by a dude. It like doesn't matter who performed it. There's an agenda behind the writing. And right. I don't think that it's like, haha, it's a joke, guys. I think it's a little tokenizing. So that's yeah. just my personal read on it. It feels a little weird. It does. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. This song, guys. Is... I love that we have talked this much about it, and we have not even brought up the KJ52 rap. Like, I was. This just... song has so much to discuss. <laughs> the rest of it. The rest yeah. of what ruined it for me. This, like, was KJ52. I'm like, really. Sorry, I, KJ52. I wrote. Of course, there's a KJ52 verse. I wrote yeah. yuck, and then I went wait, spam me the drama. You remind me of my mama. mama. It was very funny. That's what I, that's what I wrote Dude, down. Is it camp? Is it an this, edible bop? Right. Is this camp? It's yeah. It's a Freudian nightmare. Like I don't I don't <laughs> or understand. A Freudian paradise. It pro- yeah. Also, Depends. is this the only song that has the phrase "sexual hypnosis" sexual in the world? Hypnosis by being hottie. I think yeah. By being hottie. Yeah. I mean, I Marvin Gaye was grammatically correct. Marvin Gaye was close. It, he, was he was close. close. <laughs> but no Freudian cigar there. I love the lighting, the syllables too. Sexual, hottie. Sexual hypnosis yep. by being hottie. Yeah, and then my Hayden. my last note on it was, yes, there are guys who are willing to wait. Just ask a Barlow girl on her wedding day. <laughs> my only note Sir? is don't don't ask any bride anything about. <laughs> Of of a sexual nature on her wedding day. The well, only thing I ever ask a bride on her wedding day is, "How can I help?" 
That's a good note. Well like, said. Well said. That's a very married <laughs> comment, Kylan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a, lot of a wisdom comment in to that someone comment. who's yeah. lived with a wife. Yep. yep. <laughs> so that prompted me to go on a internet goose chase, desperate to figure out what happened to the Barlow girls. Did they get mm-hmm. married? And whenever they posted about their marriage, did people in the comments say, ask a Barlow girl on our wedding day? Right. Let's go. So okay. I did a lot of Googles on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, and what I found out, firstly, was that the Barlow girls were big components of purity culture, obviously. Yep. And that meant that they were really into um, uh, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then when Joshua Harris in 2016 was like, sorry about that, you guys. I'm actually deconstructing everything. And I think right. I might have been the biggest tool ever. One of their staff members of Barlow Girl confirmed that the purity doctrine once taught by the sisters, quote, doesn't reflect band members' current views, end quote. So I was like, what? Are they deconstructing queens? Like, let me go find them. (laughs) And that led me to find Rebecca Barlow, the eldest of all of them, who was Mm. like, probably, I don't know how old she was, but she had to have been a teenager when I was 13. I don't remember. She was in the band, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she was. It was like Rebecca, Alyssa, and... uh, Another one. Rebecca got married September nineteenth, twenty twenty. Congrats! Oh wow! So that Congrats. was a long time. That was a, that is a long time. Yeah. To have a song about your future wedding day, and then to have your wedding day. Oh, I wonder man. if it's rivaled by Butterfly Kisses, girl. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just a long time for people to be thinking about your wedding day. To be like, thanks for all this pressure, guys. Your wedding day. So then so her Instagram is gone. I want to find the Instagram post, but it's been obliterated. But wow. Alyssa's Instagram okay. is still live. Oh, but um, just I want you guys to know that Rebecca married a guy who's very hot. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm her. glad to know that. Because like okay. all the pepper. boys in the band wanted her. She's so. like right. salt and peppery, like mid-40s, like a grown-ass man who's very handsome. I was very happy mm. for her. I then found uh, the, the two younger sisters. Uh, they had a podcast from September to December 2020, like most of us, for a couple sure. of right. months, had a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, you should ask them to be on the pod. I, uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm still going to. The yeah, thing is, go. I'm 100% going to reach out. But yeah, that <laughs> was very much the trend. After everyone baked bread at the beginning of the pandemic, <laughs> then everyone yes. started a, a very short-lived yes. podcast. Including yes. us. <laughs> including us. Including us. But then we got Josh on. And we were we too stubborn, to so we kept going. One of their last episodes was like, it's called like some somewhere in between or something. It's like in between this. And I was like, oh, oh, sounds deconstructing Ooh. to me. Sounds Richard yeah. Rory. Like I was Curious. really excited. Oh. And then it was like the last episode that they had was like our healing journeys. And I was like, oh my God, it's gonna be about healing from purity culture, like healing from their t- like traumatic childhoods of having to be like the poster girls of something they don't quite understand because they're like literally 16. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the, click their book list for their healing journeys. And it was like Bob Goff. Oh, and Joyce yeah. Meyer mm. and self-help. And I was like, damn it. They're still in the clutches. They're, they're still there. But Barlow hey, Girls, Bob if you're Goss listening. Sweet guy, right? I'm sure like, he's lovely. He just doesn't yeah. tell me that someone's like, wow, let me really unpack the true trauma of what I was put through, <laughs> having to perform my faith and represent not having sex for a nation of young girls. That's just, that right. has to be super traumatizing. And Barlow Girls, if you're listening, I just want you to know, hit me up. We can talk. I've got books. I've got mm. more books. That would be great. Super traumatizing. Yes. Great. Chic. Please hit up Janielle. Yeah. Yes, please. Please. Y'all y'all talk, but just let me be part of the conversation because I, I just want to listen. <laughs> we'll just sit. All the and girls in the podcast, podcast is want to chat with a Barlow girl. <laughs> okay, Boys guys. will we, listen well. I think this is going to be the biggest chunk of our podcast. So. <laughs> it is. All right. I, I'm done. I'm done. That was it. I just wanted to that, share my research. That was 
incredible. I'm if any episode was going to be a super episode, <laughs> a super chick okay. episode. Mm. This is super chick heavy. Um, let's move on to track number five. <laughs> Stand up. The mob action mix. Thank you for that. Yeah, Spotify after a certain point just was like, yeah, Spotify they're all remixes. Slacking. Why are we? Why do we care what the remix is called? <laughs> My first note on this song is, hey, I listened to Linkin Park 2. Thank you. Oh, I <laughs> thought Evanescence. I said also, Thousand Foot Crutch. Also Evanescence. <laughs> also Thousand Foot Crutch. Also, it's all, it's all correct. It's all of the above. It's all correct. <laughs> I said, okay, energy. I hear you, Thousand Foot Crutch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this song has said, too much bongo for that. Yes. That's the only thing. There's like this yeah. like rap rock kind of thing. but Yeah, you can't also too do much bongo. bongo. <laughs> like you, those don't. Sort of like how the One Girl Revolution remix was too was more metal and more funky. This one Yum. is more bongo and more Linkin Park. Yeah. You happen to life. I like that line. Yeah, it doesn't happen that, to you. You happen to life. But the way that vocal yeah, line lyrically is, is strong. very much of that style. Yeah, like this should have been a credit song on Spider-Man 2. But totally. No, you're totally right. Oh, and digress. is that that's not Trisha singing that line, is it? Is that I'm assuming Max or someone else in the band? Yeah, like that's the more so. like the background. Like I love that dynamic that they have when they do mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. yeah, more of those shared vocals. Yeah, for sure. The verses are like Modest Yahoo meets like TLC. Right. I don't know. But it's because there's the bongos that like that bongo player is going goddamn crazy on this song. Like this uh, was their time to shine. I'm it, gonna say that it was, was not Max. the song that oh, it yeah, needed. It's definitely to. Max. <laughs> it's Max. He did everything else. He did all once the a, things. Once again, they're back to daring, and Dave's like, "I dare you to put bongos on this song." And Max's like, "I'll freaking <laughs> Watch do, me it, do it, man. Watch yeah. me. <laughs> Set the mic up. I'll do it." <laughs> yeah, like I just, I, I want honestly, I want the solo like soloed bongo track, track on this song because it would remix be so- it and just make it so high in the mix yes oh, i i just God. want video of just tracking the bongos for this song because like yeah they've been like screaming and yelling and then like like smoking dream killers i didn't even so, notice the bongos they're so the bongo player is so into it what does it mean to smoke dream killers you guys um dream killers are drugs tj don't smoke yeah. them they'll kill your dreams Oh, I thought it was capitalism. Sorry, I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, so one thing that the line, um, are you okay with today if tomorrow was the end, brought back like a wash, what was like happening so much in the aughts, which was like post Columbine, post like Cassie Bernal, she said yes vibes in youth groups, right. which was the like, are you okay oh. being a martyr? Will you stand up for Christ? Will you raise your hands? Like, are you willing to die? Because if not... You might have to rededicate your life to Christ, and I was like, if "Oh, not, okay, for sure, I will." Oh yeah. God, if I'm not, getting don't hot get flashes on a plane. Hearing that, like, yeah, oh my God. The, like, I might go into some twin towers. Like, the like, look out, the y'all. Trump and we haven't even gotten death. to hero yet. And that's, <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> it was wild. I just brought it back. I forgot what that. F- it's been so long since I felt that. Way. Me too, yeah, and I don't because love it. we all we all put it away. <laughs> we compartmentalized it into like the back cobwebby, dusty part of our brain. Yeah, and yeah. now this album is putting it front and center yeah. and we have to confront it. It's so fun. 
Welcome to Super Chick Deconstruction Now. Jam. Like, <laughs> Deconstruction. There was more sweet, sweet bass on yes, this song. Yes, I was going to ask Kylan, was there any sweet, sweet bass? There was. Okay, right really after the first chorus. That yeah. was like, I feel like every song on the on so this true. record. Yeah. Like right after the chorus, the bassist is like, I fucking got this. My turn, guys. Like, hell yeah. I'm here for it. And I really like the tone of it on this one, too. It was really good. Did y'all listen to the original version? Yeah. Not of this one. Okay, because the original one is like in a major key. Yes. And this is in a minor key. Yes. So it's like vastly different. I was like Linkin Park. I didn't think that way ever about the original. Yeah. Because I I knew the original as a kid, and I was like, this is totally different. Yeah. No, I was surprised. Like most of the other ones, I was like, okay, they could have maybe kept the takes from the original and just reused it, or like maybe they just re recorded. But it was like, they had to re record it because it's a completely different, like, totally different song. Like, yeah, different tonality to it. Yeah. Which can I, can I maybe, uh, play devil's advocate for just a second john you you made a great point earlier about like how fun and how like joyful it must be for a band to remix their own works and mm-hmm. like recreate their own songs i was challenged by that and i appreciate that perspective <laughs> because it, it helped me appreciate this album a little more uh because to be honest i see it as a rehash i see it as a little bit lazy i mm-hmm. see it as derivative and and parody of self like it's spielberg doing the what was the video game movie he made what that was horrible? Spielberg's best movie, Ready Player One. We've talked or about you. Lost World Thank Jurassic you so Park. <laughs> Both of those. Any movie where he's parodying himself. Like, this feels like Super Chick being a parody or a caricature of Super Chick. And that was frustrating for me. So, like, I had the nostalgia vibes, right? This was my mm. first concert. Like, I felt strongly about this band. So, sorry, I'm soapboxing a little bit. But, like, so much of this album wait, was wait, like... Wait, wait, hold on, TJ. Let, yeah, let me yeah. grab the soapbox. <laughs> Get it for me. Ready. I have like an unapologetic love for Super Chick. This album made me really reconsider that. <gasps> and, you know, without showing my hand too much, um, I I am in the throes of conflict, you guys. I am deconstructing my love for Super Chick. <laughs> I might say that I'm, and I'm taking this from Josh, so I'll just give him credit really quick, but I'm, I am maybe like degenerating my love for Super Chick slightly. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, because they tried to regenerate uh, the, themselves, their their essence, their identity, and I don't know if it worked. Um, and especially on this song, I was just like, "Why did you need to put it in a minor key? Like, why why did you do that? Did that make it better? I See, don't know." Okay, so that's it so feels interesting lazy. to me because to me, this feels like the mo of the band from the get go. Absolutely, like they've and that's always what's challenging me. They've always. To me, like, I thought they attempted were a little more to be original. like a commercial hit, right? And so, well, to and me, they clearly it, were. It, Absolutely, it, it doesn't necessarily feel lazy to like take these songs and like try them again to attempt to be a bigger commercial hit. One hundred percent, and that's the problem. Is I saw them as champions of art, but actually, I think they're champions of like commercial music. Mm. For sure. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Sense? Okay, so it's, reco- okay, yeah, yeah. it's recontextualizing yeah, so, so, my understanding of the band. And yeah, that's, that makes and sense. And that's challenging it, for me. But yeah, in a because, good way. Because I, I came at it having always sort of thought of them that way. And Got so it. it makes sense that, like, you're now struggling because you, you thought 
of them. Because as a sixth grader, I thought this is the pinnacle of what it is to be an artist. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. I didn't come back to them. Like, I think I listened to them for maybe two years, sixth, seventh Mm -hmm. grade. I think I was done after that. And when you don't go back to a band and you've got this like a vision of them in your head. You left them on top too, right? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So so I'm coming at it from a critical place. Do you think this is them commercializing their work? To me, this was them like getting together and just doing whatever they wanted. And then you're being confronted with like them indulging their own worst impulses. 100%. It's also Mm. that in my opinion. And that is irritating to me because as an artist, I feel the pressure to create something that that my audience might love. Um, and I don't know if that's actually healthy. I think that that might actually be problematic. And so I'm having to reckon with what is right. art, right? right? Is it is it okay to be a little indulgent and a little... Mm. It's like it's like the argument of like, can you separate the art from the artist? We usually say that because like we love the art, but the artist is like a bad person. But like to you, it's like, can you love the art that an artist made, but then also find mm. out that you actually hate the artist's taste? Then like what is what is the art that they made? Is it them that's or it. is it something that's else it. that that's you have ownership of? I, I like to call this yep. the yep. the Tim Burton conundrum. Ooh. Because yes. like <laughs> Yes. Right? Precisely. Like, like Precisely. At, at this point, Tim Burton has made more movies that I fucking hate yes. than movies that I love. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But and that's what I mean when I say parody. Yes, and like, after a certain point he's you? starting to indulge in these like impulses. And it's like, did no one tell him this was no no one told him it was a bad idea in fact hey, johnny depp and like, disney were like burton. here's 160 million dollars do more of Go this for it. yeah here quick question have y'all seen avatar 2 no 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 tim burton why? directed that why no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> i'm just kidding but to our point <laughs> the james right cameron. it's the same kind of thing of like james avatar cameron <laughs> like indulging in that thank you nobody told him no yeah nobody told him all no. right well this has been movie jams now uh, <laughs> it's let's move on to analogy. track number six. We're only we're barely analogy. halfway through this album. This is like the shortest album we've covered. I do just want to say, TJ, to your point, I do prefer the original major key version. Thank you, okay. Josh. All Thank right. you. So I'm with you. On is that, that what you've cool. been doing right. this whole time, just listening to that? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about movies. Uh, yeah, J- Josh has been jamming out. So. <laughs> just like catch you later. I'm gonna go check. Major it out. key stand up. All is right, better. guys, let's move on to track number six. I belong to you. I didn't care for this song. <laughs> Me neither. It was the most churchy. Yeah. And it's just like not interesting. No. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not it's, compelling. It's, it's early Taylor Swift. Yeah. Ooh, well, whoa. Yes. And well, especially because the rest of this album, the remixes were like super punchy mm-hmm. and like really came through. This is the most just like, all Brand. right, you're going to hear this at like the end of youth group. You know what I mean? Like this is like the most post altar call kind of song. Like yep. I don't know. I just did not. I loved the snare drum though. I was snare fucking good for snare. the snare drum. It's a good snare. Yep. You're right. It like okay, right where it sits in the mix. It's perfect. Yep. Does she say it? Lord, what? I belong to you. That's mm-hmm. the, that's when I started respecting them because 
my good friends over at Good Christian really? Fun have this whole thing where they go in about how how many songs there are that are uh, is it about God or is it about a boy? Totally. Yes. Is it about God or is it about a girl? Like Lifehouse, you know, like all that yeah, the genre absolutely. of like this is we're we're benefiting from you thinking this is about God if you're a Christian and you, you're yep. thinking about it, it's about a person. That's a whole genre. Sides. If you're not, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And I admired that they were like, Lord. <laughs> so you admire that. Lord, I belong to you. Well, they were clear. Because it's authentic. She kind of sneaks it in. Sure. She sneaks it in to clarify. Because I was going to say that I actually was paying a lot of attention to whether or not across this album, the lyrics were sort of boldly Christian. And actually, Mm. they're not. Like, until this, Mm -hmm. they're kind of not. They're a little more agnostic. So It just sort of felt like it came out of someone's, like, prayer time. And they were like, this one has to be not on Legally Blonde, too. In order to stay true to ourselves. <laughs> and so they snuck yeah. the Lord in. And I liked that. And then also I had this thought, <laughs> which was like, I kind of miss God as my boyfriend. Which Aww. was like a really important part of being like sure. 14-year-old in a youth group. Yeah. I sort of missed that. It was yeah. a really sweet time to like be a person with feelings and a journal. So there's like an earnest and like sweetness that you yeah. appreciate about this track. Okay. There's also a pivot on the like fourth the the final time through she goes that's when i need to feel i belong to you Mm. and that i'm reading too much into this but it felt a little more like agnostic to me in an interesting way which is like not just like i belong to you it's like i need to feel like i belong to you which is like isn't that the truth yeah right there's a layer of like belief or faith that kind of comes into play yeah and with a side of doubt yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm singing this because I need to convince myself too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It just feels very honest okay. to me. Yep. Anywho, yep. that's what I felt. Yeah. I mean, wow. reading too much into a song. I mean, welcome to church jams now. Great. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Like, no, I love that you said that because I felt like they were pretty generic lyrics, and like this, this songs like this are like what you give AI to like write a song because like <laughs> an AI could write a song now because it read songs like this as like oh this is how you write songs and so I'm like you mentioned an AI writing a song earlier in the episode I'm like I have that exact note on another song on here <laughs> so that's, that's so weird I had I had a long protracted conversation today with a friend on the ethics of AI art and like now we're talking it's like the the weird synchronicities in my life it's all like coming together we've yeah, never yeah, talked yeah. about ai on church teams now so it's maybe just, super I'm, chick is ai maybe they I don't see actually that. exist I yeah. see that. i'm just sort of hoping the whole like ai art thing will, will, will if i if i just hold out i'm i think i don't have to talk about it if i can just like hold out for three years like i did with crypto right still haven't had a conversation about crypto <laughs> right i made no, it now, and now, now it's sort of like now it's small and so you, you i don't have just to worry did, about it anymore you just yeah. Did, you just oh, escape! You know, yeah. you know the difference. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Just giving you. I actually brought you onto this podcast. Ask if you wanted to invest in my new cryptocurrency. Yep. So, I'd be Luna. happy to. Yeah. Let's talk Luna's about going this to the moon. Cole's cash sounds great. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Shall we move on to the not all men anthem? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Track. You have an hour. Six thousand. <laughs> I do have the most notes here. Okay, I, have the I least want notes. to hear and, them. In mine, okay. Can I just say my like Ugh. basically one note is like right at the beginning. So I would just appreciate. Wait, what track is this, Kylan? Well, I'm telling you before we get to it. Oh, okay. I would just I, I would appreciate the floor just really quick because I just have one thing to say and then I'll shut up. Okay. Uh, track number seven, princes and frogs. The underdog mix. All princes start as frogs. 
An old gentleman has dogs Just wait till it's plain to see What we're growing up to be Cause some frogs will still be frogs And some dogs will still be dogs But some boys can become men Just don't kiss us till then Before we get to it, here's my note. I have listened to this no less than 15 times, and I swear to fucking God, there is one person singing the gang vocals in this that says, all gentlemen have dongs. <gasps> play it again, play it again, play it again, turn it up. Okay, okay. All princes start as frogs, and all gentlemen as dogs. <laughs> Wait, do it again, do it again, do it again. This is like Paula's dead or whatever. Play it again. All princes start as frogs and all gentlemen as dogs. It I almost swear sounds to like you, an all because, gentleman has dongs. Yeah, well, there's like, there's multiple vocals. They're doing like a gang vocal thing. And I, I may I just be a is, pervert, but I swear to you, yeah. one person in there is saying dongs, not dogs. I think this is the Tom DeLonge effect. I don't think so, man. I don't know. The Tom Dong Long. Tom Dong Long. The Longs. The Longs. Right, exactly. He's literally saying the Longs. I wish I was Tom DeLong. I don't know. That's my only note on this song. So we can. <laughs> Great we can, note. Uh, <laughs> I love that like, you like. We can be done now. You, how much time that did you it. spend listening to this over and over again? I told you, I've listened just, to it no less than 15 it. times. In. in my AirPods in in my uh, speakers in the living room with my Beats headphones. I've all listened to the, a, all I have made my setups. wife listen to it no less than four times. <laughs> and what did she say? She can hear it. She can hear it. She's you know, okay. I'm I'm okay. not gonna I'm not gonna give her opinion, but I swear to you, one person <laughs> in there said dongs. I oh, kind man. of would if I had the power to. Right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> It's like the same impulse behind all those Disney animators who like snuck mm-hmm. awful things in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just, exactly. It's just because you can. Exactly. It's just because yeah. you can. Yeah, Oof. exactly. Talk about privilege. Okay. All right. Pulls out all whiteboard. Right. All right. Pulls out post-it notes. Does this song <laughs> suck? Yes. Does it hold up? No. Just the very concept of like we get to be awful for as long as we want because we get to have like a narrative arc until we like turn into people who are worth dating but you have to be like this like beautiful princess with high standards kind of right from the very beginning which if you wouldn't mind being vulnerable with me i have a very a specific question did did you all grow up in your corner of purity culture where it was like girls for sure don't have sex ever right but guys shouldn't have sex either but it's okay if you do, as long as you're like really sorry about it. And also like, it'd be good if someone knows what they're doing on their wedding night, but like, you shouldn't though, boys, like you really should. Of course. Okay. Of course. Sucks. So that, that was never like explicitly stated. No, I don't know. Yeah, it was I like wink, wink. In, in, it was subtext. Yeah. I, and, and I think it came for me like less about that and, and more about, I can't tell you how many D nows I went to where one person admitted crying, bawling their eyes out, admitted to watching porn and masturbating, and then <laughs> everyone else did, didn't masturbate, did, admitted to masturbating. 
It wasn't gotcha. that. I appreciate and the then, clarification. Keep going. And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've got a, a lot of stuff I'm still unpacking about the whole like masturbation is evil thing, which we don't have to get into on this episode about super chick. Um, but yeah, it was never like explicitly stated, but there was a lot of, a lot of, like TJ said, a lot of subtext. Yeah. Just the idea that like all of it was so serious, but then at any moment, like all of the men, including like all of the men who were like pastors, like youth, leaders whatever would like devolve into like this like locker room version of themselves and Mm -hmm. they were able to like they were allowed to kind of like devolve for as long as they wanted to as long as whoever Mm -hmm. was sort of the alpha like revolved them into being like good christian guys Mm -hmm. do you know what it was like Mm -hmm. they always had this option of devolving into this like creature who could like kind of be like but yeah but not really and then for the women it was like no you actually have to consistently always be like this like pure you have to live into your values kind of always because that's where your Mm -hmm. like your actual value comes from so that sucks. Conversely, a thing I do think is actually unfortunately like kind of true if we're being like fair is that like it's like not that fun to date guys when you're young. <laughs> like it's yeah. you're not a fun demographic no. yeah, yeah, yeah. to like be For in sure. a relationship with. No, when we're not no. good boyfriends and, like, when we're young. Something <laughs> no one talks about is that yeah. like if you grow up in purity culture, it's like incredibly damaging as a young woman. All my friends who didn't grow up in like youth group purity culture also we're having a horrible time of dating course. guys and experiencing their sexuality. Like no yeah. one was having like meaningful, thoughtful explorations, exploring regardless their own of pleasure. cultural context. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like there's this like I think that sometimes when we talk about like our trauma, there's this like expectation that the grass is greener, and there's this like sense that like outside of right. purity culture is where the like sex positivity is. But like not in the odds, it wasn't. Like not that it wasn't. It was like. Just like flip sides of the same like denigrating coin, which is like in purity Mm. culture, it's like you're valuable because of the sex you're not having. Your sexuality is not yours. You exist as an object for God uh, Mm. with an intact hymen. And then the flip was, the flip was your value is in performing your sexuality for people around you, for men around you. Um, Mm. You have to be sexy enough to a certain standard, but not too sexy. And your sexuality also isn't yours. It's a tool that you have to like make boys like you. And like get value and also there was like an amount of sex you weren't allowed to be having if you were like in mainstream culture but like that wasn't determined by like the bible it was determined by like a bunch of guys in a locker room who could like change the number any day and then decide you were a slut do you know what i mean so it was like it was just like a losing game anywhere you were purity culture or no which i feel like doesn't get represented enough and something about the song made me feel like there's something they're trying to take a stab at something kind of honest about how like it really sucks to like you're in a really shitty stage for being a woman who wants to have like a partner who sees you as an equal. And so maybe that's not going to be pretty realistic for you mm, for a while. Right. That would, and that would feel more, um, I don't know, meaningful if it wasn't like a bunch of guys being like, <laughs> that's us. Don't kiss us now, but definitely kiss us later. Trisha. Specifically, <laughs> if you specifically, Patricia could kiss us yes. later. This is called song for Trisha. Would, that wink, would be wink. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Also, Janelle, how does it contextualize what you just said to know that, uh, this, doesn't have a writing credit from Trisha Brock. Uh, of course it doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, well, the, the original wrote it song, for her. The original song is titled Song for Trisha. Right. They were singing and then it her. says Princes and Frogs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Written by yeah. Max. Right. Who I wrote is either a very sweet, caring friend or Max has a major crush on Trisha. Do you know Max what the weirdest part Trisha of that was? Her. You know yeah. what the weirdest part of that was being a girl in a youth group was thinking you had the former and then turning 18 and finding out exactly the latter at like 1201. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a confusing mm-hmm. part of being a young Ooh. woman in youth groups. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> it's just really painful. disorienting. Wow. 
also problematic about this song from like a dude perspective is like either you get to be a jerk and then just like at the stroke of midnight become a great person hmm. a great human or in the lyrics of the song it is the idea that um for some people there just isn't redemption there isn't at all and you just you continue Wait, to you be dogs that? they're just dogs oh, yeah. they continue to be dogs so like it dogs. basically from what you've said it's like whatever you want to hear man <laughs> but from what you've said john it's like uh it was a bad situation for for a certain group of people and then less bad but still like not great situation for no. another group of yeah. people so like what where's the win where's the win like i feel like we all lose <laughs> the <laughs> like, young that's what this song made me the feel. The young women who were experient, experience, experimenting with their lesbianism when they were 14, they were having a yeah. good time. Okay, sure, sure, uh, yeah. Because there yep. was no heteronormative script to follow. That's the problem. Love, there's like always that. a script to follow whenever there's like two cisgendered like expectations. Right. There's like a script and then you accidentally find yourself stuck in a, a scene you didn't actually write for yourself. Thanks for finding the win for me. That's Yeah. <laughs> I was having trouble finding it. So. so all the the all the young sapphic queens of the of the early <laughs> early aughts watching Buffy, watching oh. Willow, and like kind of exploring like they won. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah. I will say that for me, like purity culture was like I was really terrified of boys and men, and like that had its own purity culture. That was from a lot of purity culture wow. stuff. But like yeah. with all the like um like a lot of my friends have like trauma trauma from it, and mine was sort mm. of like everyone was like don't pass this circle. And I was like, great, my comfortable circle is actually like really tightly inside that circle. So I'll, like, mm. I'll be sure not to cross your lines, but like my Got personal it. lines were like so. So like I kind of skated by uh, most of purity culture pretty easily. So I just I did too, but it was there. mostly because I was homeschooled for a long time and like <laughs> super into Lord of the Rings. So I imagine. <laughs> so there was like it was really weird because it didn't seem to be a lot of people wanting you to not be a part of purity culture. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, it, was a, a it was a lot of like not... I was still like forced to read every young man's battle, but also then I was just like deciphering the dwarvish runic alphabet from busy. You were busy, man. <laughs> from... yeah. Yeah, I yeah, was. I was busy. I was super like, busy doing other, other things. <laughs> Do you know what? That's actually the guy you want to marry. Like the guy you want to marry is doing that when he's sixteen. Yeah. He's definitely not singing songs about how he's going to grow up to be a great guy one day. Yeah. Sorry, hey, Max. I think all our wives would agree. <laughs> Mine was in show choir. Yeah, he was a del- he's a delight, best yeah. husband ever. Yeah, my king. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The mm, you know beautiful. We, I just I, do I don't have, know, man. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. Josh, no, no. I, please. It's at the very end. It's it's just like something like a little pick me up at the end or whatever. But I just had the rhyme structure on this song is wacky as hell. <laughs> it like Those doesn't make balls. any sense. It Those doesn't make any balls. sense. It's some yes. bullshit, man. All of it's, it's pretty wacky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regardless of the like sexual ethics and politics and and purity culture dynamics at play within this song, purely from a songwriting perspective. This song is some bullshit, man. Yep, it's like bad. it's just a bad song. <laughs> which which was what which was what helped me double down on the ethics and the themes because I was like, I don't there's nothing hooking me. Yeah, like, there's nothing to say about the music. It fucking sucks. Rhyme structure <laughs> sucks. There's nothing to hook into. So yeah, let's dig into this part of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe it'll great. be a great song one day, Kylan. Just give it time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a dog right you know, now, but it'll be it'll become a prince, a prince later. Yeah, it's a dong, but one day it's a dong. <laughs> it is this song is a dong, man. 
Two dongs down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, let's move on to track number two. The only thing I wanted to say... The only thing I wanted to say was in the original song, uh, they start off with the like the Back to the Future bit, which is yes. like I'm sure it was super fun then, but I'm like it feels like okay, obviously like too much now. But yeah. he says, "All right, guys, this is a simple one, three, four, five in the key of F sharp. Watch try me for the up. changes and try to keep up." And I'm like, uh, okay, I see what you did there. We all want, and I'm like, I would have done that if I had a band when in 2003, yeah, sure. when I was a kid or like super young, been like, oh, let's do the Back to the Future intro. But. Yeah. It's me, your cousin, Marvin Barry. <laughs> exactly. It's me, your cousin, the frock. <laughs> All right, let's move on to track number eight, One and Lonely. One one thing I love about Super Chick is like the, and we've we've talked about this um, at length in our As Cities Burn miniseries is uh, when a band effectively references itself, right? Oh, so yeah. like, this is my big they, point on this. Yeah, they that to their credit, uh, they did the One Girl Revolution reference in this song. They also like say they straight up say Super Chick right in a previous song. Like right. that's in One Girl Revolution, I think. In One Girl Revolution, right? So it's got layers. That's kind of the only thing I liked about this song. Interesting. This, to me, feels like the more honest sequel to One Girl Revolution yeah. than yeah, Me true. Against the World. True. Yeah. Some like days it is hard to be a One Girl Revolution. Yeah. Be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, there's also the line, sometimes I get the best of insecurity, which is also a reference to One Girl yep. Revolution. Yeah, and I feel like they did kind of, once again, I didn't love the rhyme structure in the verses. It it feels really odd. Like, it feels like she's trying to, like... She's, like, tripping over the words. Like, she has too many words, like, trying to get all of her ideas out. And it could have used a little bit of, like, condensing. Yeah, to clarify, when I said I didn't like this song, I mean this version of the song. The the last Mm. one picked version of this song, she nails it. She nails the vocal, Hmm. in my opinion. And it works. Because I agree. I think well, she's then, like stumbling over the. So I wonder how much of that is. Is it re recorded vocals? Or as someone that has like remixed songs, sometimes it is like a l- pretty difficult to like beat match yeah, uh, vocal performances. Sure. And then if you have a bunch of other stuff going on, you can kind of just like, ah, that's good enough. And then focus on other things, which I feel right. like might have happened in this. I I don't know. I yeah. think they think it's funny and cool to have Patricia say like a million syllables per second. <laughs> yeah. I think they think it's cool. It's a They've bit. done it a couple <laughs> times. They like, they have her go so quickly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Rapid. Yeah. The best. I wrote down that it is quite all right to be the one and only. <laughs> but today I do feel like the one and lonely. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it really ministered to me. Yeah. I do feel that way. That's the best vote, like lyrical turn, I think, on this whole record. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly my kind of like, it's like on the verge of like a pun. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. it's, yes, it's yes, yes. like right there, but like one and lonely is like so good. And I'm surprised more people, like, it feels like such a cliche for something that I haven't actually experienced in music a whole lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like 
that's a sentiment and specifically a line, I feel like I should have heard a lot more at this point. Totally. It's because you hear it in sermons, to my point, Mm. many (laughs) days ago uh, in our part one. I do want to shout out, there's like, she's about to go on a riff. I think about like, we all have these days, you know, where it's like, I feel this way or that way. And she has no lunch because the jeans don't fit days. I was going to mention that. Yeah. And like, I really get what they're going for here, which is like relatable to like the struggles of like being a young woman. But a quick PSA is that eating disorder is an instructive addiction. And that's why they had this whole pivot in like the like the past five years of how they treat it, because like hearing someone talk about their eating disorder struggles instruct someone else how to then get further down the hole and so just by being like cool hot awesome rockers who say the words no lunch because the jeans don't fit days like i was 13 it sets a precedent right i was 13 and heard like wow if you want to be like the main character when you have a hard Mm -hmm. day you don't Mm -hmm. eat lunch because the jeans don't fit like you're creating this concept of like what is so interesting about having a hard day and i just Wish that when they remixed it, they had thought a third time about it. Right. It's a problematic line. Like, and I'm, I really appreciate you noting that, Jonyeol. I also learned on the Barlow Girls when I went down their little rabbit hole is that there was a whole thing about one of them having an eating disorder and it getting Mm. very, very bad and her feeling like God saved her at the brink and that was part of her gospel and testimony. But what Mm. what triggered her eating disorder was reading an article about girls having eating disorders. That was supposed to be like, isn't this an epidemic? And she was like, oh, is it? Maybe Maybe (laughs) I'll try it and find out. The way the brain works is it's just like, I don't know, y'all have kids. Just don't say anything about that stuff ever. Right, right. It's my mm-hmm. advice. Just between the two of us. Just between us yep. ends. Anyhow. <laughs> it was a fun chicks. song. I loved it. It was, was like super chicks. speaking yeah. to me until that line. And I was like, God damn it, yeah, Trisha. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, thank you. <laughs> she does have writing credits on this song. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can her. feel it, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. You, you can, can tell. It's you true. can tell. It, it, I, would, I would just literally not even talk about this song if it was written by Max. Well, they're like, nope, we're just writing this off. We're not, we're not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like Max put his fingerprints on it in all the bells and whistles that he threw on. Again, like I'm it's coming from from it from the perspective of like hearing the original, knowing the original, having nostalgia for the original, and not liking all the extra. I think like, there's the too much in this one. Is better, like sonically, like the sound is better. The mix, the master is like. You hear the guitar, you hear the drums, you hear the her vocals better, and yeah, the, all the extra like stuff that he threw in. I'm just like, uh, the, no thanks, didn't need it, liked it without yeah. it. Y'all are musicians. How much of this is do you think they had that Legally Blonde two money, and they got a bunch <laughs> of new instruments and a bu- like a new mixer and new everything, and then they were like, let's use all of it. And oh, Max was like, 100. Yeah. percent Oh, complete. 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sure. yeah. Anytime I get a new instrument, I'm like, oh great, I'm just gonna re-record every song and use this. <laughs> yeah, this is my entire like, sound now. Like my wife me. just got a mandolin for her birthday. <laughs> And I was like, oh, cool. I play mandolin now. Every song I'm going to write now is just written on a mandolin. <laughs> Not yeah. even yours, man. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> okay. I don't have much to say on like this song, but I have like some overall things, two things that I want to talk about. Wait, the on this? Is, or do you want to wait till the just end? Like, well, like I feel like it could fit here. All right. Do it, now. do it just now. Do it now. If you don't mind. If you don't mind. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. I know. I know. So like one thing... I, 
I know some super chick songs, but I don't know a ton. So this was like the most I've ever listened to them, but I was like mm-hmm. surprised. Like most of any time there's like a female vocalist, like they're, or like, especially in like this kind of format, it's like, they can like sing hardcore mm-hmm. and they're like doing runs and stuff like that. And I feel like for the most part, like Trisha's vocal lines are like very, just like kind of like middle of the road. She's not like showing off or doing yeah. any like flair stuff. And there's not even like, there's only a few times that I can remember like doing her doing harmonies like with herself and like the vocals are not like a big thing. Like, is that like, I don't know. That surprised me because I expected it to be like, Oh, female vocalist. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to, it's like, that's going to be our sound, but it sounds like, like for guys, there's a lot of like bands that I listen to and love. That's just like, this guy can sing. So he does. It's it's not like great. Right. Right. I felt like this was the female equivalent. Like Trisha, she's not amazing. She can sing, but yeah, she's just like, that's the level that she's at. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think that that is like a really interesting like flip of that. And, and, and it goes back to kind of what I was saying before on like the Barlow girls song of like people not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, that that is interesting that that there weren't more female bands that were just sort of doing the same thing that like every other dude band at this time was mm-hmm. doing. Well, yeah. There's a lot of reasons for that. But. Yeah, I mean, that's so did like, they, they her vocals broke the glass ceiling of allowing her to just uh, be like middling, <laughs> giving her the permission to just like well not do that thing. much. I think she was actually but underutilized because she has some. I think runs. she has a beautiful voice. Yes, exactly. Like I think she's highly talented, and like she just got sort of like Max was like, "All right, this is what I wrote." Well, yeah, go. it seems like the vocal parts don't aren't conducive to like her getting to show off. I yeah, guess, right? well, I I, I really noticed that right. in the um in the live videos that I watched, and she's a performer too. Like, yeah, but I feel performer. like yeah, I I would be curious to hear a super chick in which she was given a little more sort of autonomy in terms of the songwriting process. Is does that like you, Josh? I haven't listened to a ton of super chick until this like week and I've kind of done like a deep dive and it seems very much like Max's project that she like mm-hmm. sings on a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah, she's not she's really shy? given her her due to like yeah, that was my question like what if she has no interest or like yeah I mean her. and that's that's shy? valid too mm-hmm. like and that's totally fine I don't remember where I was going with this now um, <laughs> I don't know I don't know I'm like super checked out are you feeling one and lonely, Kyle? I am feeling are one you, are you and super lonely. Checked out or super checked out? I'm super <laughs> checked out. It's just well, like my parenting style. If you want to be my hero, you'll move to track nine. I just checked out to go find um, Trish on Instagram. Oh yeah, and see what she's up to. to oh see yeah, I found her. Infer yeah. what her vibe is. And if she's still singing, she's got like she had a solo record or something. Yeah, she did like in 2011. Yeah. I think she's married to like a instrumentalist or producer, so that probably helps. Does the is there salt and pepper hair involved? <laughs> oh, let is me see if her boat? husband's hot. Did he want a Valentine from her? <laughs> All right. So while we while we get into that, let's move on to the last track, guys. We're here. Last track. You're my hero, Kylan. Hero, the red pill mix. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's a major. It's a ma- It's a. It's a. Which has very different connotations okay. in 2023 really... than. They really can't be held responsible for that. No, that is, no. That was but that's, fault. That's unfortunate. <laughs>
this was my other question, Kylan, is like, so as someone who's like done remixes and stuff like that, do the names of the remix, like, are they named that because of like certain styles that you're doing the remix in? Or is it just a free for all? Like I can just name it whatever I want as like the beat Mart remix, the red pill mix remix, the underdog remix, the, what is it? What was it? The space monkey lab mix. Like, does that in, does that speak to other remixers? Like, Oh, that means he's going to be using these kinds of sounds or approach. I don't think or so. To me, it seems like the fucking Wild West. It's the Wild West, man. Just like 100%. pun central. Like, okay, Josh, on on my Winter Light Deluxe album, I have a remix of Father Son that I did when I was in Missoula, Montana. So it's called the Missoula Oblongata remix. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Because so why good. the fuck not? Like why not? That's, That's kind of the That's vibe it. of remixes okay. in general. I just wanted to make sure. It's no, a lot goofier than that. There's just, not you a can whole do, lot. You can of name thought. it whatever you want. It doesn't yeah. tell other remixers, oh, he's doing this. No, no yeah. one gives a shit. Okay. Man. <laughs> <laughs> good question, Josh. That is a good question. Super Trish has a very cute dog. <laughs> <laughs> Husband's pretty cute, but she's handle? very she's very beautiful, mm, and so yeah. she's clearly the like the you know the the hot one in the relationship, which right. has its merits. <laughs> you know, there's pros to that too. I well, I would rather talk about her dog than the lyrical content of this song because okay. I'm trying. I okay. would we're like to do. avoid it at I all. I know costs. you're putting it off, but we're gonna do it. Like, I have uh, something I need to confess to you all. We just okay. passed the line. When she goes, she really paints the picture of like this girl who's like cutting and all this stuff. And then when she goes, when she throws the pills out, a hero is made. I like, I got a little <laughs> choke in my throat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's actually kind of beautiful to think like, to think like a hero can be saving themselves. I don't know, man. Right. I've, been yeah, P- yeah. I've been PMSing. It was really no, got okay. me. That's <laughs> got no, me that's, in the feels. No, that's good writing. Like that is excellent writing. I really felt, I really felt that girl's story. You know, I, I think that was the strongest verse in the song, to be honest. <gasps> oh wait, oh my god, no, no, no. Uh, uh, the choices he makes changes and change a nine-year-old's life. As a dad with two kids, that's the one that gets me. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. it feels a little like wrote. Not that oh, it's totally. not true. Not that it's Deeply not true. Cliche. It's kind of both. It's like cliche, but also powerful. So the, horrific. The verse Just... about the girl, the second verse is like, to me, the most original, I guess I should say. That felt original and compelling. The the, the like older brother thing is like, oh, well, anybody could have written this short story. Doesn't mean it's not compelling. It is oh, compelling. I had the opposite experience. But it's I was kind like... of both. In like the Degrassi era, like everyone pictures the kid, the girl who's cutting, whatever, whatever, which is like important and like not to be made light of. But like that's like that has like a um, like a a sexy grotesqueness to it that was like all over every like teen drama at the time. Oh, you think that's derivative? A little bit. It still got me because it doesn't matter. It still made me feel how I felt. But um, the idea of this like guy just like living his life, not realizing he's someone's hero and like he has the power of this like much smaller creature's. Maybe it feels hands. less original because I grew up as a white guy with privilege. Maybe. You know what I mean? So You're like, the I'm guy like, who of didn't course, see. Of course, that's me. Like, I, I figured it out. I'm figuring it out every day. I will be figuring it out for the rest of my mm. life. So, mm. like, I've heard this. I, I know. Whatever. 
like and it's still compelling i will say when i was listening to this i was like having the feeling of like oh i really do feel like this shaped me like similar to like the post columbine whatever whatever was the idea of like yep. being actually just like nice to people and like like you don't know what people are going through like privately like whatever whatever right. um definitely got into my psyche and maybe like really want to be kind to people which is nice yeah. also made me incredibly codependent <laughs> Mm-hmm. and feeling yeah. like other people's choices were my just fault checking because in, checking in checking in you know 13 reasons why if i hadn't if i had just said something they wouldn't have you know killed themselves right. etc which is like also right. really a damaging thing so just yeah. like yeah these, that's a lot of pressure these... to put on a teenager yeah developing teenager yeah these also, concepts go both ways interesting that like they chose to lead with the columbine like concept yeah. and then do the like degrassi girl and then do the older brother thing like I, yeah, it, you think they it, should have started like smaller to bigger to bigger? Oh kind of yeah, thing. yeah. I that that's always like felt weird to me, but like I guess they were just like they wanted to hook you on the first verse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like yeah. this is what this song's about. Like, guys. We might only have way. one verse that they listen to. We got to grab them with this one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. True. And then KJ Five Two shows up again. <laughs> I don't even know who this is. I don't know. It might Dude, not. Be. I didn't look it up. <laughs> it's not KJ Five Two. I'd like them to remix the hero, um, this hero song every few years, kind of like we didn't start the fire, like a new topical thing. For so like depressing. a yeah, new except way you could that be a in hero. In 2023, the first verse can all stay the fucking same. That's true. Like, shooting. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yep. Yeah. You're not wrong. The second would be like, the second would be cyberbullying, mm-hmm. like a girl's getting DMs and stuff. For mm-hmm. sure. And like, if you said a kind word, whatever. Yeah, some kind of like backdoor pilot for be real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is like gives me like youth of a nation vibes where I'm like, yeah, I feel like this like is important like subject matter and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it a song I want to listen to because it's not like mm-hmm. a fun listen. You're like, oh, no. like these are heavy things. Like I don't want to like, yep. oh, let me listen to this song again. Like, right. Well, yeah. so so that is that especially like brings me to like like who is this song for? right impressionable teenagers but the thing is like as a teenager is this something you like wanted to listen to because no but you were deeply deeply um convicted i was the original version of this song was like very very emotionally gripping for me yeah i guess it just bums me out because it just it just feels manipulative oh no of course when you're a teenager you don't realize what's manipulating you Oh, but like everything was then. I remember my friends were obsessed yes. with that song, like Concrete Angel, the country song about like the little girl who's abused and just like yeah. every oh, verse. Yeah. And that, you know, at the end, you figure out she's dead. Like just that, like everything was, it was Degrassi. Like everything was like, but you, you don't just really say, know what's going on inside me though. Yeah. And you just say, that's powerful. Or like, oh, like I felt it. You know, like you don't say it's manipulating me. I didn't. Yeah. But you do. You are opening my third eye, Kylan, which is like, was the song written for like the parents to be like, see, this is a good album. If your kids listen to this, they'll be good kids. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, because like as a teenager, I just wanted to listen to stuff that was like, oh, this person is like, like I don't know. I was just more emo, I guess, and like I just related more to like dashboard of like this This girl doesn't like me, (laughs) and then this is like. I didn't pay attention to the, well, I don't know. Maybe because I was like the bullied kid and I didn't like, I don't know. I didn't come to school with a gun. I just like, 
I, I think this is a privilege thing for sure. This is a privilege There weren't a lot of kids at your school. Like there were a ton of kids in my school, but oh, I thought you were homeschooled. That's what I was making. Well, I was homeschooled yeah, homeschool well, until high school. Until high school. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't show up. I'm super chicked out, y'all. Um, <laughs> Kevin has a complicated and storied past. I do indeed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't, I, I had never heard this song before, and so I would, I would probably feel different if I had heard it as a as a younger man but i just hated it <laughs> completely of course no it's bad <laughs> it's bad okay. and especially as the album closer even for a remix album like yeah how in the world is this their closer like i get it but it's also like frustrating I'm like it's so heavy-handed and just like oh yeah they you... should have done one and lonely yeah oh, or yeah. some nice kind of little. palette cleanser something lighter or Definitely punches and frogs. <laughs> Imagine that was the closer. And <laughs> be slightly more toned up. Yeah. Well, hey guys, guess what? We hey, did it. What? What? Yeah. We who, did knew, it. who knew that the super chick episode would be like one of our I was our thinking more... we were gonna fly through this. Me, yeah, I knew one of our I actually knew. Like I'm bigger, not... more TJ's profound. On I'm yeah. on I'm on the level, man. <laughs> I saw how insane this was gonna be. Yeah, but I'm here for it. It's cool. I was here for it too, man. I've loved this entire conversation. Oh, Danielle, thank so, you. Danielle brought. The thank thing. you guys. Thank yeah, you guys for you brought... me a space to really talk about a lot of feelings I've needed to share. Thank for you for sure. about twenty for sure. years. Like I said, this is what the podcast is for. It's just all about revisiting th- these albums for better or for worse, and whatever, yep. whatever you know comes out of that so yep. guys we need to know our final flopper bop predict or verdicts mm-hmm. rather i don't know i don't know what order we want to do this in. you guys already know mine this is a th- with the exception of hero this is a stone cold bop i'm gonna listen wow. this is this is the perfect album for me to in the spring when it's sunny out open all my windows and just put mm. this on in the background this is like the perfect uh. like I will mop the fuck out of my kitchen listening to this record. <laughs> like, <laughs> my only, uh, never mind, never mind. What? Well, no, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, is Willow around? Of course, yeah. Okay, you're yeah. going to have to contextualize the hell out of this whole album for her. No, I won't because she, she's just like me. She's a vibe guy. She, she's two. She doesn't care what any words are. She's just All like, oh, this has a good humans beat. I'm here for it. information. She's going to absorb information. <laughs> Well, you don't know that. Of you sweet, don't know sweet what base. information she. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Spoke I mean, if she was like seven, that would be different. But she's like two and a half. So well, yeah, you didn't like, say when you were mopping the floor. I thought you were mopping the floor when she was in the seven. springtime. Oh yeah, the spring. The spring it's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's not Winterfell. <laughs> like spring is coming like in three weeks. <laughs> Got like, it. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So it's a bop for me. It's a Who's mop next? bop. Who's a next? mop bop. I love it. A mop bop. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's a bop for me. Oh, there you go. Johnny, it's right. a bop. It's a bop. It was a gift. It gave me it, it gave me back a, a friend, which was my mm-hmm. inner child, a part mm-hmm. of me I hadn't hung out with in a while. And it, it yeah. gave her back to me. And I was like, boy, you boy, jumping, is there a lot you don't know? You were jumping on the, the Tempur-Pedic mattress again. I was. Uh, just not, not 
completely unproblematically, uh, not mm. an ounce of awareness of what was complicated about the water I was swimming in. Um, mm. But that's still nice, too. I don't know. When you're raised the way we were raised, you have this, like, choice to, like, decide how you feel about stuff. And I'm at the mm. point where I've, like, I've healed from a lot. I've figured out how I feel about a lot. And that's left me with the freedom to then go back in and grab, like, nice little morsels of, like, things that were beautiful and true and good that mm-hmm. I want to hold on yeah. to and that I'm okay liking and okay enjoying. Um, yeah. And I'm going to count on the whole of this album as one of those things. That's beautiful. Nice. I love, no, I love I that. I love that. Ease yeah. bop. Amazing. Two bops. All right. Who's next? Uh, Josh, dang. you want to go? I'll I want to go. I want to go because okay. I want because TJ has a lot of history with Super Chick. <laughs> All right, guys. So I went in saying I was going to flop this because I'm not big on remix records. I liked that it wasn't like a true to fashion remix. It was more just like a, a regen. It wasn't all like will. dance mixes. Yeah, because right. I'm not I'm not for that kind of stuff. And it looks like they did more of this in their in their career and stuff like that. So I was I was really impressed that their previous record came out in 2002 and like the sonic step up from that like this was only in a year of october 2002 to october 2003 like you said it's that legally blonde money coming in where like sonically and producer wise like production wise like it's way way better than anything they'd done previously so i enjoyed it a lot more than i expected to i still think i'll give it a flop because it's not something i'm probably gonna throw on but my caveat, my I try to always give like a positive caveat to it. It's mm-hmm. like I did enjoy like kind of like what you were talking about, Janielle. Like just because of the those early two thousands vibes were like so are still inherent in that. Like it did, I did enjoy like kind of like getting taken back to that time. It'd be like, oh yeah, I remember when this was like, mm. and you can like picture that screenshot that Kylan had of Kevin Max in the mid two thousands. <laughs> like it takes you back to that time and like. And remembering like the good things about it for me, at least like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Or like, I remember like watching movies at this song, like would have could have also been every song had record scratches. Yeah, I love that. I was way into that. So I enjoyed every band had a white DJ. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No. So the Linkin Park vibes, I was like, I love Linkin Park in middle school. And like, I kind of like resonated with that a little bit still. So, yeah, I'll flop it. But still an enjoyable listen. Okay. TJ, what about answer. you, buddy? So I share a lot of the sentiments that y'all sh- have shared so far. My answer is going to be a tiered answer because y- mm. y'all know I love to take exception <laughs> with the form that you try to box me into. Yeah, um, the whole the point form, of the show. The form that y'all created. <laughs> yeah. And chose to build the show around. I did it. I thought you meant tiered like with like a tear streaming down your eye. <laughs> You're not I wrong thought- about that. You're not okay. wrong about that either. Tyrid. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of both. So I'm going to bop the production of this album. I bop specifically the production of this album. I'm going to flop the arrangement of this album. Okay. And I'm going to bop referentially Karaoke Superstars, the original <laughs> album oh from my Super God. Chick that is... The, the the quintessential and objectively best super chick album that exists. So can we go out on the song karaoke superstar? With that see, that's the whole thing, man. The songs were better. Okay, okay. So TJ, but so that's that's two bops and a flop. Because okay, the only yep. reason the only reason I'm sticking on this is that Josh is gonna come back to us at the end of the year. This oh, I'm gonna be like, my data. And okay, I'll be ready we're doing to it just to screw up my data. Yep. Wow. Yeah. 
does that matter that much? Like, wow. I'm trying to answer authentically about how I feel about this album. I, I gave need you. ones and zeros, TJ. It's a spreadsheet. Right. Have you met Josh? I don't know, man. That's that's what I got. <laughs> Dang. I'm too this will be something we revisit on, on the one 2023 album. wrap up. Oh, I'm yep. sure we will. Yeah, I'll be so cranky. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, but that's you know that's that's how the show goes. So okay, right. we did it, guys. This has been a really long episode, so we're gonna start <laughs> wrapping it up. Uh, Janielle, what do you want to like tell people about yourself? Where people can find? Uh, I know we did this in like the first part, but like we like yeah. to do it again at the end because why not? Uh, you can find me on Untitled Dad Project, uh, which is a piece that I made that I'm incredibly proud of, and on the podcast world. I'm working on a podcast right now about evangelicalism and American culture and the intersections oh. in surprising ways. So yeah, um, at the very beginning stages of that, so knowing me, um, check back in a few years and I'll have that <laughs> one up. I can't wait. It's going to require a lot of research. Um, yeah. That's it. Those are the things. Yeah, those are the things. Go, go find me there. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I did not anticipate a conversation about Super Chick to get <laughs> as uh, varied and layered as, as it did. And I'm fucking here for it. For all of our listeners, yeah, check us out. We have more bonus content on patreon.com slash church names now podcast. Uh, follow us on all the social medias at church names now, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, may all your favorite bands stay together. And of course, peace out, Monfrayers. Prayers.